0: A census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with
1: some father beans and a nice candy. You, 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 choose me?
2: I choose violence. Come on, let's get in the character. <laughs> one and all to episode 257 that we just decided it was episode 257 uh
1: and you forgot already
2: yeah i almost well, i'm looking at numbers i see 37 because we're on video because we have guests on video and i see 37 right in front of me uh because it's actually behind me but with cameras it's in front of you it's the way that it works it's magic uh <laughs> i am your your, your host patrick ray you can call me patsy the angry nerd and we are here uh broadcasting from uh, the pat cave of magenta manor and we are part of the dorkening, dorkening network and as such we are brought to you by deadly grounds coffee featuring their new flavor red velvet cake so make sure you get a couple of bags of that because every time they come out with a flavor it's fucking amazing Uh, But I'm not here by myself. I'm here with my co-host on the show and my co-host in life. She is the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ashes Von Nightmare. I almost said Slash is the Ice Queen, Von Queen Mare.
1: Good job. I'm so glad you are on top of your game today
2: listen it's only been 257 weeks of doing this like you I, mean, you're, I mean, I'm you're supposed to remember you're still
1: new it's okay
2: i know there was like two shows that i did post remember like 250 episodes ago yeah yeah, yeah. There's twice a long
1: long time I ago did
2: i missed a i missed a show but i did call in so but yeah we are here uh we're going to be discussing uh, a little bit of compare and contrast from a, a movie that just came out recently. But we are what?
1: I thought you were going to say it.
2: No, I'm not saying it yet because you're going to do the music because <laughs> you were doing it last <laughs> week on the show. And uh, we are actually uh, uh, we are actually joined by two of our uh, lovely friends. We are joined uh, first by uh, one of the newest members of the Dorkening Network, uh, Mr. Powerful Brandon, or as I call him, Pow.
3: Yeah. that is that is true that is what he calls me and it's actually not the worst thing you call me so i'm cool with it yeah <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, how's everybody doing
2: <laughs> and uh, we are also joined by <clears throat> oh pardon me by the no. holst holst yeah the host of uh culture shock and uh, a very talented director in his own right uh mr james lamond or as i call him jimmy lambs
0: Yeah, Jimmy Lambs. That's you've been calling me that for like three years now.
2: Something like it's
0: that. It's been a while, but yes, I'm I'm here. I am here. I'm happy to be here. I'm a little high on like antihistamine medication today because allergy oh. season. But I'm
3: name. Me too. Me too.
2: Mescaline. <laughs> you no, know, I I I just had this weird thing. So antihistamines. I'm looking at uh, – because we have uh, next to us the uh, – I have a monitor next to me that is playing uh, – getting ready to play the Celtics-Nets uh, playoff game. And they show uh, NBA players because they know they're going to be on TV. A lot of them have, like, these really uh, awesome, like, flashy, flamboyant outfits. So they showed James Harden walking in, in and – you know, the guy makes $30 million a year, $40 million a year. You think he could buy pants that – Fit him like they—they're like six inches from his feet. I don't know if that's something he did on purpose, but he's wearing a. They're green called shirt.
1: capris, okay. Oh, sorry, clam diggers. It's, I was um, to say clam diggers.
2: <laughs> but he's wearing a green shirt that is Celtics it's color. Called <laughs> it's called
0: Bastion Patrick. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah, look, look it up. up. <laughs> that wasn't. But that's not what kind of threw me. What threw me was Celtic star Jason Tatum was strolling in with a. Green, uh a Celtic green shirt with like hibiscus flowers, kind of like a a Hawaiian shirt, but it was crocheted, so it looked like a an Afghan or a. Throw I'm rock. so
1: here for it, and I was like, so here for it.
2: That's like that's something I would wear. And his, he
1: would so he was wearing a mask that complemented the color of the he flowers was. in his ensemble. I can get on board with that.
2: Yeah, like it's
3: you know,
1: like if you were like, hey, Ash. I want to wear a crocheted. I'd be like, you know what? You do that, like, <laughs> yeah. Please <laughs> tell me when you're going to do that. I'd like to know. I, mean, I could rock.
2: <laughs> I could rock a crocheted Hawaiian shirt. Like, I really feel like you. I could. You,
1: you think? No, I know that I could. you can rock a whole I know crocheted I Hawaiian shirt.
3: No, I. Once again, do it. I know. And and let me know. I would. I would like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if i can find one
2: i will absolutely get one
3: maybe i should just learn how to crochet
2: well you know let me uh, let me know
3: what size you take in a private message and i'll i'll scour the fucking internet <laughs> fun, i'm sure fun, we uh, can find something fun story i as will go wedding. to 4chan i will go to the fucking dark web i will find you a goddamn crocheted <laughs> wine shirt
2: as a as oh, a no. wedding ash started making me a uh, star wars blanket and, but you know, because, because she was very busy, uh, you know, she wasn't able to finish it. Uh, that blanket is still in the exact same uh, state it was in uh, when we got married almost eight years ago.
1: Okay. Was that, Ma- is that, was fact- that Massachusetts? It's it's yes. it's not just a blanket; it is a quilt. And if anybody has ever quilted before, ah. they know the severe undertaking that it can be. There's a lot of fucking squares, okay? It's a lot yeah, of no, squares. no,
3: it's, it's that's hard work. It's no joke.
1: And I just, I just, I just, I, I, just haven't, I just haven't had the time, okay? I
2: Haven't had a chance. It's only been seven and a
1: I'm half a years. I'm a busy person, okay? <laughs> have I'm, excuse me, sir. Do you have a roof over <laughs> your head?
3: Right? Have you well, yeah, but he doesn't have a quilt oh, to keep no, him okay.
1: warm in it.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know what Jesus. I don't? Goddamn I quilt. Some
2: people <laughs> don't have my Star Wars quilt. So we today, and I'm going to regret saying this.
3: It'll keep you warm are... in there. You thought they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs>
2: uh. Today we are discussing uh, the difference mm-hmm. between a recent uh, video game movie and uh, the history and lore of the video game itself.
3: <laughs> Sonic it. the Hedgehog. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Whoops. <laughs>
1: Wrong show. <laughs> Pong. Uh, <laughs> Pong, the movie.
2: <laughs> uh, it's the uh, Disney version. It's called Mortal Cooperation.
3: Uh, <laughs> wait, it's not Pong? They stuff. changed they changed I'm them all to cute animal characters. It's just, it's called Mortal Wombat now.
2: Oh, mortal Wombat. It's about wombat. a wombat who struggles with his own uh, uh, you know upcoming demise where he he has an existential crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: my god. Realizing his own mortality combat.
2: Well, I was trying not to use the word <laughs> mortal <Yeah>. mortality. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mortality.
2: <laughs> My God! He wakes up and he realizes that you know rent is due, and you know he hasn't made enough money at this week. Reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh God! So yeah, we are discussing uh, Mortal
1: Kombat. Mortal! <laughs> Test
3: your might oh, I thought You were guys going. practice
1: that Would you like me too? No I I might. Gonna, uh, Bring I out my glow do, sticks
2: What I want to do is like kind of reput that song And instead of them yelling Mortal Kombat be like Civil discourse Or you know like <laughs> <laughs> Rational conversation re-
3: re- uh, Reasonable discourse <laughs>
2: Uh, polite discussion. amicable
3: disagreement
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, well, well, I disagree with what you fight to the death you are right to say it. They finished the fight with a nice hearty pat on the back. amicability <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like you know at the end of a, obviously uh, you've never played
0: a fighting uh, game online <laughs> <laughs>
2: It's like after <laughs> after a, a hockey series, no matter how it <laughs> be pull up, you know, have the handshake line at the end.
3: The handshake line at the end, man. Eesh.
2: That's uh, funny. All right. So we have a, a, a new getting into character question because we have you gentlemen here. And uh the getting into character question for this week is what is... what did, Wait, what did we say? Because I want to make sure it's not so, the same as what we said before.
1: What is your favorite film based off of a video game?
2: Okay. Because I know we've done something similar to that, but not with guests. Correct. Because we did that for the uh, the Resident Evil series when we discussed Alice. So, uh, James, I'll start with you first because there's like an eight-second delay between what I'm saying and, and you responding to it. So... That question is to you first. What is your favorite uh, film based on a video game franchise?
0: Honestly, Assassin's Creed. I, it got a lot of shit. But I actually thought it was a pretty well done film. Um, Yeah, it was, it was a hell of a lot better than people got credit for. And that kind of sucks because I think it just gets got written off uh, a little short on its quality, just for the simple fact that it was based on a video game, even though there was absolutely not a damn thing wrong with the film, in my opinion.
2: All right, I haven't seen that one, and I couldn't get into the game. Like I tried playing a couple of the games, and it just it wasn't for me. Um, so I haven't I haven't tried that one. Um, I do like the fact that Michael Fassbender is in it because I like Michael Fassbender. So you know, I I probably should check it out, and maybe I'll give the game another. Another try. Once I'm, once I'm finished running through uh, Resident Evil Village over and over and over again. Um. Oh, I we're not. Say... We're
0: not. We're not done with there. We're never done with Village. Never. No. Uh,
2: I will. I will say <laughs> that real. I. Uh, I showed. Yeah, uh, Ashes a clip of the. Uh... The baby. No, hmm. I wasn't. You know, uh... I was gonna say the. Uh the hallway
3: of the mansion. Well, but
1: I mean, I can say baby and no one's going to really know what I'm talking about. If, if, if It's not like a spoiler or anything.
3: Uh, uh, no, of- no, no. See, that's not true because I know what a baby is. I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: No, I'm trying to be as vague as possible for anyone who has not.
1: He he showed me a YouTube clip walkthrough of this scene, and I was really disturbed when I first saw it. And then I had, uh, like, it was like a really well-timed jump scare. Now, I'm not always uh, I I enjoy a well-timed jump scare if you're not only relying on jump scares. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like I I appreciate that so uh i thought that was fantastic i'm like this is gruesome i love it
2: i was like do you remember the other day or a week ago at this point yeah so it's been out a week and i've played it <laughs> this is be my fifth time i'm like remember I mean, last week you, when you have time i do i'm like remember last week when i was you know playing it and all of a sudden i'm just like
1: jesus christ well you said that a couple of times yeah, a of things and, I yeah. Had and i'm like hey you, you you all right in there? You know what the
2: other time was, Jen When you get the uh the four winged key and you go back into the village, and the, the the dude comes at you, yeah, that son of a bitch
0: scared one, the ever living daylights out of me.
2: That one got me. Oh yeah, but wait, yeah,
0: that, uh... I just I just wanted since since the infant's kind of out of the bag, I just want to say this and go on record in saying it: fuck that baby.
3: <laughs> Absolutely. Nope. What is he this, a that, Serbian maybe. film you're talking about? <laughs>
2: no, no, it's a different type of... Uh, oh, okay. Rhetorical. Rhetorical. What I did appreciate Rhetorical. about oh, the... Oh, thank uh, God, because I going to
3: say Resident Evil got real dark, kids. Yeah. Real dark. But
2: I will like, say... Oh, it's dark.
1: indeed. Evil no yeah. doubt about it this creature is like so you kind of described it a little bit to me but like your description kind of paled in comparison to the actual Just design what a... of this character like it was it was yeah. really disturbing the, uh, in the most delightful way
2: the thing I liked about it the, the thing that I appreciated most is whoever made the video showed what happens if it gets you because it hadn't gotten me and I didn't want it to uh-huh. No. Uh huh. No. But it—you find out what happens if it gets you, and oh yeah, yeah, that's oh terrifying. No, 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 thank you, no, thank nope, you.
3: I'm
0: good. Nope. Um, I'm good. I'm good. First yeah, time me I
3: too. Well, I am game. also good. I've not played this game. <laughs> For, first yeah, time I, I played
0: through it, Patrick, and you're going through the hallway, and you know how it's in that low red light. mm Hmm. I didn't even see it. I saw a silhouette, and I went, "Nah, fuck that!" And I turned around and ran
2: away.
3: Arm wire under the bed. That's uh, what's missing from more horror first? movies. Nope, fuck the that.
0: Fr- <laughs> first time I actually completely fucked that up. And I, it was like glitched or something and I actually just whizzed right by him and just like, nope. <laughs> I left him in the oh. bedroom. I was like, nah, I'm gone. <laughs> the second yeah, time no, I, it was it was the closet.
2: I always hide in the closet, yeah. Cause I don't trust being in that under the bed, because that's the first <laughs> place they're gonna look.
1: And oh my goodness. Yeah. So the the walkthrough that we saw, the, the guy they, they they hid under the bed. And obviously like all the lights are out and all you, you can kind of see a little bit of a shadow figure and all you can do is hear it. And it drips. And, Oh <laughs> my God. I'm like, this is brilliantly done. Like whoever designed this part of the game, like good job. Yeah. The whole dad, 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 dad,
3: dad,
0: Never yeah. mind the fact to trigger all of that, you have to like, go into a well with by flashlight with nothing else going on around you. It's like... Ah, ah, ah. That whole part of the game is just, no, fuck, fuck that whole mansion. No.
2: yeah, yeah I'm yeah, afraid I, of I, dolls, I, I, too, so...
1: I, I asked her, is, a, is a little girl going to pop out of the well and tell me that I'm going to die in seven days?
2: I'm like, no, but that would have been better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would have been, been prepared for that. That would have been way better. So... Brandon, same question to you. Uh, What is your favorite film that uh, gets its roots from a video
3: game? Hands down, Double Dragon. No, uh, that movie is horrible. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I haven't seen very many uh, movies based on video games. I I, I looked at a list, and I, I was actually surprised at the number of them that there are that I have just not viewed. Uh, the ones I've seen, though, uh, I honestly have to say I was pleasantly surprised by Sonic the Hedgehog. Um, just not to say that it was exactly like the game per se, but it did its job. It, it was it was actually a, an OK movie, you know, better than it had a right to be. And uh, I wasn't I wasn't mad for, for having gone to see it. It was actually the last movie I saw in the theater before the lockdown.
2: OK, all right. Uh ashes to you
1: so i i am a video game neophyte i haven't really played many i re- uh, really recently started playing some you
2: 100 percented bug snacks
1: <laughs> i love bug snacks so much um i want to play it again so you but but i mean i'll, I'll let you play through some more of your resident well, evil I'm on,
2: i did two on normal two on hardcore And now I've started Village of Shadows, which I will say when you have that heavy duty rifle with the uh, with the um, unlimited ammo and the shotgun with the unlimited ammo and the Magnum with the unlimited ammo, that's uh, that's a good stuff.
1: But um, I do enjoy watching you play video games, and I will say I'm looking forward to the film version of the last of us because i really enjoyed watching you play through that Mm. uh but as far as stuff that's been released i'm gonna go with resident evil the first film i think that's a pretty solid film i know it has absolutely really nothing to do based on the you know it's loosely based on the video games as far as the content goes but you know some of the characters are different uh especially you know the, the the first one um but i've watched you play through a lot of these Resident Evil games. probably all of them at some point, um, bits and pieces.
2: Especially, you've seen me play Resident Resident Evil Four a bunch of times.
1: Uh, but yeah, I think the I think the first Resident Evil is it it holds up. I think it's great. Uh, I you know uh, there are some fantastic scenes. That death scene where the guy is cubed gets me every time. Yep. I love that so much. So yeah, I, I gotta go Resident Evil.
2: Uh, I I too go with Resident Evil. Um, I haven't, you know, seen a ton of uh, of other like I haven't seen Sonic. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I mean, I've seen Mario Brothers, but Jesus, no.
1: I mean, okay. So in defense of Super Mario Brothers, like when you no, were no, kid- no, 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 no such no. no.
3: thing. No, that was kind of
1: fun. No, it wasn't. That no. was kind of no. fun. Nope.
3: No. the no.
1: movie
3: is terrible. It's what the Spanish would refer to as el terrible.
1: <laughs> okay but it's still like i mean it's still they're kind what the of french would call of...
3: les incompetent
0: i mean <laughs> the only adaptation that's actually worse than super mario brothers is my shirt right here street fighter Street fighter. that that movie is an absolute rancid pile it's like yeah but you know what? Oh. i
2: respect raul julia for giving giving as big of a a, a performance as he did while battling cancer the way he was
0: well i'm actually um i'm a big fan of street fighter in general since we're talking you mm-hmm. uh, know we're talking about fighting games you you know pat Patsy, I, I used to play street fighter like i was obsessed with street fighter when i was younger i'm still kind of obsessed with it now you know just a little bit but what Ralph julia did to like that that was that was like so he could get a paycheck to make sure his family was all set like, that's why he went through that whole movie. Like, I'm, I am I, admire the hell out of him for standing up and trying to, you know, do that film the best he could. But when, I mean, if only just dealing with a coked-out Jean-Claude Van Damme.
3: If, I mean, yeah, just, if, just, if, just that on your plate. Yeah, yeah, if
0: you're just tolerating him, like, coming in and going, no, this is no good. I don't do split here. Can I do split? And, yeah, no.
3: It, it, I like well. your uh, Russian-Belgian accent. Sorry, I, I'm
0: not. I, the, I, I
3: come in here, I do the splits when I want to do the splits. That's and I better. Don't want to do the splits. That's so much so better. Branding there's no splits this. that I will be doing. However, I will punch as many people as you would like me to. <laughs> I will by, go the like, way, yeah, by the way. Yeah, that
0: was good. That do, was you good. Happen,
3: do you happen to have any more cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cannot dude. stress the importance of more cocaine enough to you right now, my friend. For I need this cocaine. And then I will punch <laughs> the people.
2: That's pretty much I'm sorry. It.
3: I've listened to jean claude Van Damme talk a lot. <laughs> Kylie, where are
0: you? That was that was freaking awesome.
3: <laughs> like yeah, you know, no shit not occupy the same place. It is just not possible. i <laughs> I must be on Broadway. <laughs> are you kidding? With these kicks and these legs, I could I could dance circles around every one of these people.
2: Hey, watch me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: No one, no, no one on your stage. No one dancing. on your stage is going to do the can can better than I can.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, <laughs> I opened <laughs> up a can of worms here. <laughs>
3: Sorry. <laughs> <All> right, anyway,
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. It happens. Like that's that's the way the show goes. Like you guys are both well aware that you know oh, yeah. we can end up on a tangent at any time. So. I think what we're going to do is uh, we're going to take a quick break. But before we go, I will say if anybody uh, has similar thoughts to us or different thoughts, or you have other movies that you want to reference, you know, maybe Tron, maybe Tron was the uh, the best uh, adaptation that you had uh, in in your uh, in your experience, you know, something like that. You know, go for it. But uh, let us know at uh, ThrowdownThursdayPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will get into our main discussion of that movie that has that cool song, which we will play before the next break.
3: So we'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. It's coffee's so good, it's scary.
2: In a world swarming with boring, predictable awards shows, what will separate from the rest, rise above and unite the podcasting realm in a testament to the outstanding achievements of the community? the amalgamania podcasting and entertainment awards podcasters youtubers and twitch streamers now is your time make your voices heard and submit your program by going to amalgamania.com for all the details submission categories and guidelines the amalgamania podcasting and entertainment awards the summer's biggest blockbuster event you don't want to miss it And we are back, so we are uh, still here. Uh, I'm gonna have to find a place to cut in some of that uh, stuff that we just said off air, and put that. Maybe I'll put it at the end of the episode before we find the final theme, because <laughs> that shit was gold. Uh, so this movie came out a few weeks ago, and to kind of tempt people, um, HBO or Warner Brothers, whoever uh, decided to released the first seven minutes of the film, uh, which was smart because it was really the best seven minutes of the film. uh, And the following couple of minutes were good as well. And then the rest of the movie happened. You know, I came away from this movie thinking, uh, you know, much like the end of uh, in the Simpsons where they, had all the movies edited for seniors, and they watched *Gone with the Wind*. And Hans Moleman was like, "Didn't there used to be a war in that movie?" You know, <laughs> you <laughs> might- twenty
3: six.
2: You know, if you're talking about *Mortal Kombat* and how there's, you know, this big tournament, you expect to see a bit of
3: a tournament or something <laughs> more like a tournament. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> Good night, everyone. I'll show my. Yeah, you, you'd,
0: you'd imagine there'd be a tournament. I agree.
2: <laughs> so you know, you'd think that there's a tournament, but there's not. And you know, this reminded me a lot of you know the typical hero's journey story. Um,
3: how about how about one of the car like for me? I, I it can only speak for me. Yeah, uh, uh, it's not fair to generalize it, but for me, one of the cardinal cardinal rules of filmmaking is show it, don't tell it. And nothing better than what could be a sweeping action adventure, you know, a rated R movie based off a video game, than by just placing a card on the screen with several sentences that's supposed to provide you with a shitload of exposition before you get into the whole fucking swing of things. So great.
2: I do, I do enjoy reading uh, the synopsis of the movie while I'm watching the movie.
3: But like, it's one of those things they started the movie. Did all of that and then went to a card. It's the same exact shit that they did with that fucking Dark Tower abomination.
2: Yeah, like that.
3: Don't do that. <laughs> like, there's certain things. Like, find a way to at least show something on screen. Show something. Do you, you know? remember
2: what you just saw? If not, here's a quick
3: synopsis. <laughs> like. You know, I sat down and rewatched the movie with Dara because she hadn't seen it. I wanted to refresh and it gets to that point, And they're like, uh, the earth realm, if they lose one more tournament, then, you know, then, then out realm gets them or whatever it is. And I was like, yeah, see, now, I don't know a shitload about stuff, but they could at least kind of impress upon everyone. The fact that like, there's a rule that they have to win 10 consecutive tournaments in order to invade another realm and take it over or whatever. And there's none of that. It's just, oh, they're just one away. What the fuck does that mean? What what does it mean? You know? What?
2: Do they ha- only have to do one? Like, technically, you're always one away.
3: Yeah, I mean, but, like, there's no, like, there's just such a quick, offhanded reference to it in uh, Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero's conversation when he tells him to go kill all the Earth Realm champions. He's just like, this is the 10th competition. That's all you get. That's it. That's the only time you hear the number 10 or 10th, and everything else is just like, he well, you right know, right. they're supposed to fight to the death.
0: Yeah. There's some serious inconsistencies between the game, the movie. There's, I mean, they they missed some vital shit.
3: Yeah. Like, don't put me, it mildly. Don't get me wrong, like, th- there's a lot in it that looks great. I didn't even want to see
1: the movie. Like I didn't want to I had no desire to watch it at all. And then they released the first seven minutes. Cause he asked Patrick asked me, he's like, Hey, do you have any any interest in seeing this? And I was like, Well, not really. Cause I never really played the games. I haven't seen any of the other films. I have you know, n- really no clue as to what it was. And then they released the first seven minutes, and he was like, Well, watch this and 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 tell me if you're if you're interested. And I watched it and I was like, Oh, I'm interested. But that wasn't what the movie was. No. Like it was like a cock tease, you know. Like it just, it just. It's like they had that. two
3: completely different ideas for what the movie was going to be. <laughs> yes, and then they went with the dumber idea.
1: It's like so after the first ten started minutes, started the smart thought, idea. Yeah, so the first ten minutes I thought were really solid. I could have watched a whole film on just Scorpion and Sub Zero and that entire plot. Like I would have loved to know why they were at that point. You know, and I actually did enjoy I think
3: most of America would agree with you.
1: Yeah, you know, but it just I I kind of felt like the the in-between parts did a complete disservice for I mean like I didn't I didn't hate it, but I definitely didn't love it.
2: Yeah, (laughs) see for me there was the the whole um Like I said, it's it's the typical hero's journey that you would see in any movie. It's like, oh, well, look at this guy. He's terrible at, you know, like, oh, he can't beat some fucking jobber in a goddamn gym. But he's definitely the chosen one. Look, he's got a tattoo. Oh, it's not a tattoo. It's a birthmark. Oh, isn't that weird? No one thought to look into that. You
1: know here's the thing i understand you know the introduction of a new character in order to kind of establish a storyline to kind of you know uh, it's almost like for the people who aren't familiar with what mortal kombat is to kind of give them a person to root for and to kind of you know lead the story along but i wasn't rooting for him no because he sucked <laughs> I, I didn't He's you know awful. what I mean it's like I you you I'm the fucking worst don't
0: yeah, terrible.
1: Care about his, you know I'm supposed to care about his family Listen, and I don't they just they I don't know about you you
3: all but for me I I saw a huge missed opportunity there in in regards to his character like if he had to be present that's fine I mean they make a big deal out of him being like you know one of the last living descendants of of scorpion you know but like I thought for sure that the whole thing with Scorpion showing up to him and, and him, like, not being able to access his Akana for so long was going to end up being that Scorpion was going to, like, essentially come in and take him over. Like, that was going to be his Akata. Like, he was going to be a vessel for Scorpion. Yeah. And, like, why wouldn't you fucking do that? I you know. You, great,
2: great, 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 great,
0: great, 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 great grandpa. Would,
3: but it would at least make sense, and I know this sounds kind of silly, but it would at least make sense as to why Sub Zero would say "Get over here" in English, because
2: <laughs> yeah, why that would was say it fucking in English. ridiculous. Yeah.
3: Why is that the was it, that's <laughs> the only this the only English phrase he learned in hell? Just get over here, <laughs>
2: and where to ask and and to ask where the bathroom is?
3: <laughs> but they never told him because he was in hell.
1: <laughs> so. My question to all of you is in the games, who was your favorite character to play? Was that character portrayed in the film? And what was your opinion of that character?
2: We'll go with a uh, uh, bra You can go first this time. Uh,
3: I used to play with, I used to play as Johnny Cage a lot. Um, I, I did very well with that character. And um, I also, I mean, I did like Jean-Claude Van Damme a bit, as a kid so I you know the, the parallels were very clear. When the um, people in the balls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh he was not in the movie at all except for a tease as a poster as Cole Young walks out of the locker room at the end of the movie saying, I'm going to Hollywood <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I- Cole, do us the favor, man. We can't wait to see your Face on the big screen.
2: Yeah, I wasn't uh
3: <laughs> this is yep, everyone's just deflated. <laughs> Good
2: stuff. So uh G- Jimmy Lambs, what's uh what's your Well what's your...
0: Uh, Mortal Kombat in general is like kind of like a tough one for me because I never actually got into them when I was a kid. Um like I said, I played uh fighting games when I was younger, but it was pretty much all Street Fighter. Um I kind of looked at the kids that got really into Mortal Kombat as like the special kids that just like really like to sweep people. And uh, so I didn't get into Mortal Kombat until Mortal Kombat 10 when, when it kind of made the transition to the, the newer Gen systems. And I kind of fell in love with Scorpion. Uh, I really liked his playstyle. Uh, he was very kinetic, very violent, um, even like his like in-between moves, like had you stabbing people? I was, I was into that. Um, I, I think they did a really good job in the movie of portraying him, they, they picked an amazing actor to portray Scorpion. Um, My one gripe would be, like, yeah. my one gripe with that would be, you had this amazing actor playing this awesome character. Why was he only in 11 fucking minutes of the movie? That was my <laughs> argument.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Hiroyuki Sonata and Joe Taslim were what drew me into this movie. Bingo. Because- Everybody else, I was like, oh, Sonia Blade. Oh, yeah, I remember her. She played she played Jason Statham's wife in The Meg. Yeah, I see the transition. I, I see how that makes sense. Um, and then there was a... I did like the guy who played Kano, who like...
3: That dude I, I is that's hysterical.
2: I wish that's like... It's almost like he's playing the character... Jai Courtney tries to be all the fucking time. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. I wait. mean, I, I had actually Can't seen
3: him. I had seen him in other yeah. stuff. Have you, have you seen him in anything besides mortal Kombat?
2: I may have, like, I'm not familiar with the actor
3: that um, I'm aware of. I think his name is, I think it's, it's Josh Lawson. It might be John Lawson, but I think it's Josh Lawson. Uh, and he was on the show house of lies on showtime with Don Cheadle Ben Schwartz and Kristen Bell. Oh,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah.
3: He plays this Uber fucking nerd named Doug in it. Completely unrecognizable from Mortal Kombat. He's also the the uh Rupert Murdoch analog in Anchorman 2. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh I just I looked at I didn't realize it was him in like the trailer I saw, like the Red Band trailer. He was like, ah, you fucking beauty. And uh when I finally like saw him in the movie, sitting there in the jail, like, ah, now I'm sitting here in my fucking house. What do you think? I was like, oh, shit. It's Doug. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was hysterical. Like, I, I posted something, you know, a, a joke meme uh, when it first came out, like a few days after. I was just like, oh, no, the actor who played Kano has been hospitalized for carrying that entire fucking movie on his back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh,
2: for me, when I played, because Ashes, I, I know you never really played. Uh, when I played, I started it when it first came out, and I remember the uproar, because uh, everybody wanted to get it on Genesis instead of uh, instead of Super Nintendo, because on Genesis, you could put in the dullard code, down, up, left, left, A, right, down, and get the uh, cheat code, and you can put on, like... Because there were different things you could do, like, as if people played through, like, you learned that if you did a double fatality under the moon in the pit sequence, you could fight reptile. So you could go into that cheat mode and turn on, like, separate flags to make it so, like, you turn the blood on. It was flag one, three, and six, I think. Uh, so you would turn those on so you get the blood. And then you would get uh, a one-hit fatality or one-hit win. So, uh, then the thing that I liked about Mortal Kombat compared to Street Fighter when it first came out, because they were kind of like, you know, going up against each other, was in Street Fighter you could just block and then still get your perfect victory, but Mortal Kombat you would still take small amounts of damage, even if you just sit there blocking, you can still lose. Like if you Yeah, just dude, the- it was
3: fucking Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I'm not so fucking around here, kick to the shin 5000 times, you bet your ass you are going down.
2: My uh my go-to character when it first came out, Sub-Zero. forward down forward A, shoot the ice. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Forward down forward A was the uh was the uh head rip. And uh Scorpion, his it was, you know, back back forward, he'd throw his chain at you. And you could uh it was a start up, up was his fatality where he'd take his mask off and just shoot fire at you and, and just roast you and the games you know i i didn't play them for a long time you know i played one and two and like that's pretty much where i stopped and in two i would be uh baraka but i called him betty Caraka um because his his defense like anytime someone would jump at me i would just do the like Back, back, Would he, would he punch? bake you
1: a pie or something? No,
2: if you hit back, back, <laughs> punch, he'd get down, because he had these long blades that came out of his arm, so he would just sit there and just, like, shred the air, and, like, people would just jump into it. Like, it was awesome. Like, every time someone would jump at me, I would just do that.
3: Oh, so he would julien He you. slices, he dices, he also makes Johnny Cage fries.
2: <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> uh, uh, th- They would be, uh, Johnny Cakes. Uh, yeah, he, uh,
3: Liu Kang, power chicken. Know, was,
2: I, yeah, <laughs> I did use Luke Kang a little bit here and there. Uh, Raiden, because he had easy moves. Down, down, up. He teleport back, back, front. He would, uh, he would uh, shoot across the the, the screen. Uh, he had his electric thing, but I could never do his fatalities. Like I wanted to use guys that they had good fatalities. Um and easy ones to remember because there were so many different combinations as, as the games progressed there were more and more and more so i didn't play any of them for a long time and my brother had like mortal kombat 10 or 11 or i don't know uh, i borrowed it and i'm like all right we're gonna have this tournament and you know as you would beat you know in the first couple of games you'd you'd beat this guy then you beat the next guy then you would beat the next guy And they would get progressively harder and then you'd have the test your might things where you try to like break wood and then break steel and then break a diamond and you know you just keep going until you got to goro and then shang sung in this new one like you play as all different characters there's a story to it like there's lore and mythology and like you're like what the like it reminded me a lot of injustice gods among us like there's this whole storyline and you had to keep like you know, you shift from character to character. It's like I just want to play a Sub Zero, and it's like, nope. Now you're Cassie Cage, Luke Cage, not Luke Cage, Johnny Cage, and, and Sonya. Sonia
3: Blade's daughter. Yeah, and yeah. It's
2: like, what? Like they're they're the wait, huh? They're like oh, here's Jax's daughter, and everybody is all fighting together because of course they are.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. Like when I say, ooh, it's just like, how do you make Mortal Kombat like within the the game, not like for people in general, just how did you turn that into a family affair? What a fucking nightmare! Yeah, like who?
2: <laughs> like you. You know what? All these uh, interdimensional monsters that keep coming out and you know threatening the existence of uh, all reality. You know, this is a world there I want to bring a child into, and I think uh, I think that this is the right time to do it. It's like, wait,
3: why why a child? We need to offer something as a sacrifice to the elder gods.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and then then you had the movies come out where it's like first it's Christopher Lambert, then it's like, oh no, I do not want to do this anymore. I am the uh, a- a- the Asian elder god Raiden. Yes, that's why I'm Christopher Lambert. Well, you can't as an Asian guy, fine, no, we'll get really James got- Ramar to do it
3: listen i stand by our choice to cast those actors they are asian caucasian all right i'm technically correct which anybody knows is the best kind of correct next question
2: Yeah, like it's just it's so ridiculous i like raiden in this one you know but i don't know like all I know is like, I'm playing the game. Like, I have no connection to all the, like, oh, yeah, that bitch is a, like, insect woman. And, like, there's this huge dude that's, like, you know, uh, clearly some sort of Aztec D. De- oh, my God, that's Phil Lamar. Look, he's doing the voice. He's just like Hermes from Futurama. Oh, look. <laughs> Like, and that's where I was in the story. Cause, like, I don't, I didn't care. I just, like, I wanna fight. And it's like, haha, now you have to fight you. Johnny Surely he was doing the same voice that he does for
3: Hermes, like the Jamaican <laughs> patois.
2: No, but you can, you can tell, oh, okay, Because it. it's
3: gonna be like, <laughs> we'll it, kind of like, Where like... my man, weech. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what happens when Johnny Cage does the splits and punches them in the balls. Um, <laughs> no, it was kind of like his uh John Stewart voice, oh, but like okay, slightly as techy. I guess uh-huh.
3: techie. I mean, there's so many reference points for Aztec dialects. I get it.
2: Yeah, well, I mean that <laughs> he did his best.
1: He did his best.
2: But he did his best. You random human, like, oh, Cassie Cage, you're 18 and already like an elite member of special forces who could take down Rambo in a one-on-one. Fight. <laughs> like, that's totally normal. Um, let's, all tracks. Family, let's also throw some family drama into this, you know, uh, battle for the, like the existence of our reality, because that's like like you do, yeah, as you do. Oh my god Dad! Oh, you don't understand me. This is my life.
3: <laughs> god, I, I wish I wish going would Whoop for fatality on me, which was dead I I, <laughs>
2: I wish I was joking.
0: No, think? it's. You're not. It's that bad. It really is, though.
3: I, I got to tell you, I I, I, I mentioned to you guys, I watched like a 30-minute a like rundown of, of like the entire mythology chronologically in order of, of uh, Mortal Kombat. And I, I, I was like kind of gobsmacked by like how involved it was. And they like midway through and they're like, and here's where they changed everything by going back in time in a manner of speaking. Wait, what? <laughs> what what oh like, this is a 20 this is a 28 57 like a 28 minute 57 second long video and you're, you're saying that shit to me at minute 23 what the fuck is going on here and like, like you know like and they're just like oh yeah Raiden like sent a message to himself back in time through a a cracked who's he what's it and he's like oh no it's still cracking so time is still not going to end in the future so he has to win is the message, and it's like it yeah, finally it's came very to a conclusion. To Khan had books. to win. It's like what? Isn't mm-hmm. that like the definition of a pyrrhic victory, you dickhead? And then they're just like, and it rebooted the entire reality. So now we're in Mortal Combat: New Beginnings, guys. So wait, did it start. Over- I just, I, I could have just, I could have watched four minutes of that video instead of twenty-eight,
1: almost twenty-nine. Thanks. But Basically. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Cause I, I did some reading and stuff before watching the film, kind of researched some of the characters, what they looked like, what they could do just to kind of have a little bit of a, just a little bit of an idea of what I'm watching, you know, just in case they didn't give a lot of exposition or, or whatever. And some of surprise the- they didn't. Oh yes. They, they did. And it was boring. Um, You know, some of the lore is actually kind of interesting. Yeah, I I I mean,
3: there's there's a lot of stuff. Like, listen, honestly, there's a lot of stuff that you could do in a. And I'm not trying to bring up sore spots for anybody here because of the time of year, but like Game of Thrones type drama, uh, involved with the gory, ultra violent, murderous shit. Like, I mean, more so than what you saw in Game of Thrones, obviously. Just from what we saw from the effects and what have you of this movie. Like there's a, there's a marriage there that can easily occur. It's just, I feel like there was more importance about uh, folk, more importance given to the look of things and winks than mm-hmm. actual like story and plot yeah. line development. That's, that's all. It's like, let's get what we can on the screen in front of people and we'll drop a couple seeds here and we'll try to see what we can do for a sequel. Yeah,
1: that's a movie. Else, mm-hmm Oh go ahead.
0: Oh no, I was going to say that the the things that the movie got right were easter eggs and blind fan service. No real no real like plot point or point to it, just just blind fan service. Like like my boy Goro. Why why was Goro just showed up to just punch Cole a couple of times and then get cut in half? I don't know, but like he's a little more important in the lore than that. Like that. That.
3: Oh, for sure. Yeah, that. That's one of the I things I think- saw too. And when, when I, when I, you know, watched that, that rundown of everything, I was like, oh wow. Like for real, I completely understand why there were so many upset people with how, like certain characters were or were not dealt with in this story for the movie. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. it's fucking. It's pretty rough. I, 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 they did not handle most of that very well.
1: Yeah, I was I was really surprised with some of the character designs. You know, they didn't really look anything like the character that they were supposed to be, and some of them were just throwaway characters. It's like, from what I understand, from what I read, that character is actually a really good character, and mm-hmm. you could have done something with that character, except you know you use it as a pawn. Hey, I mean at least. At least yeah. we got
3: somebody who moonlights as a Kylie Minogue cosplayer to play Sonia Blade in this. Yeah, I that mean, chick looks so much like Kylie Minogue. Like, the, I had not seen the Meg, so I had no like no basis for comparison. And the second I saw her on screen, I was like, that chick's Australian. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I knew right away. I'm like, there's no way she's not Australian. Yeah. Like, how do you know? I'm like, uh, she's blonde. She's She's got huge teeth, and I'm pretty sure she's she's getting ready right now to overpronounce the word potato. Like, like <laughs> a, a, listen, listen to Australian actors and actresses say the word potato and things, all right? I'm telling you, they will never say potato. They have to say potato. 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 Because the every instinct, every iota, every fiber of their fucking being wants to go, but every one of them. That's fair. Yeah. Ask ask them what you ask them what you use to mash. Like ask them what you mash up to go with like peas and carrots and, and chicken. And they'll be like fucking fucking the diet is, Yeah, I fucking knew it. Yeah, but yeah. every time. But yeah, it's like I, I, I look right at her. I'm like, she looks like almost every other blonde Australian I've ever seen. I'm like, Oh look. Uh, a, a fairly attractive blonde Australian with a huge mouth. Good thing we haven't seen much of those in the past few years. Yeah, I'm talking to you, Samara Weaving.
2: <laughs> Samara Weaving's way better looking, though, and a much. Yeah,
3: better... I mean, to a point, she's like, she's a great looking gal from like here up, and like from here down, she has her Uncle Hugo's fucking mouth. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you covered right here, you would have expect to expect that mouth to be like uh, my... Mr. Anderson.
2: My uh, my biggest issue I think with this film was the different what would they call them hakuna matatas that they get um <laughs> my, my, that was my biggest issue cuz it's like it's like okay I gained the ability to channel my chi and shoot fireballs out of my hand I gained the ability to throw my hat around <laughs> <laughs> like, Luke, but it would come back to him. Liu <laughs> Kang makes sense. Oh, yeah, Thrive and Stick started. It's boomeranged on us, mate. Uh, So Liu Kang has, has energy projection. Raiden has energy projection. Kano has a... laser Eye? Like I mean, it,
3: that's still technically energy projection, bud. In the game, it
2: made sense because...
3: He was, like, had cybernetic. Eye. Yeah,
0: yeah, the cyborg.
2: Well, had
3: you know, if you notice, like, I didn't realize until tonight when uh, the thing that was passing for reptile in this movie <laughs> scratched mm-hmm. him, it left the whole fucking mark around his eye yeah. that was supposed to, like, be a placeholder for the, the cybernetic plate That's from the video I- game. Was. I didn't yeah. think about it before. I was like, oh, oh, oh. Uh, scars are the same thing as being cybernetic. Yeah,
2: like I I hated that. So it's like that didn't make any sense to me. And it's like it's magic, Pat. But why only one <laughs> eye? Why would Imagine. you only shoot lasers from
3: one eye? Because
1: you need to see out of the other. Because he's got to he look out of still this see. way.
3: He's got to shoot out of this one and make sure the guy's not hitting them over on this side. Granted, if you're on his he, right, like a,
2: this way, but shoots that guy over there who didn't think he saw him.
3: Like it's a good thing he, good thing he doesn't have a fucking lazy eye. Just... <laughs>
2: Well Well, it's not laser, it's producing lasers. It's a laser eye.
0: Yeah, laser eye.
3: I mean the thing my biggest
0: problem with this is that they butchered so much of the lore from Mm. the games to make that fit. It's not just a shoehorn, it's like a shoehorn attached to a t-shirt cannon that you're shooting at the shoe (laughs) at maximum velocity. Like it's the biggest fucking reach in the (laughs) whole movie.
3: Here's that sawed off shoehorn you wanted,
0: sir. (laughs) <laughs> exactly though, well, it's the biggest he, reach in the film.
2: And here's the thing: like everybody gets powers that are related to what they do. And the, like Sonya gets, you know, laser powers to shoot out of her hands, which she doesn't need to train for. I she was just, just gonna
3: say this she can has, use immediately.
2: Just has. She yeah. doesn't have to learn it. She just has it. Like, oh, oh guys, I got
3: my Arcana. Oh, in uh, apparently an Australian accent now. Whoopsie. Oh,
2: God! Lises! <laughs> you fucking beauty! Oh, <laughs> Crocky! Um, but anyway, so the other thing is, like, alright, this is our hero. What should we give him? Hey, I watched Black Panther last night, and hear me out. <laughs> what if you make him? Like a sweater, right? It's not made out of vibranium. Let's call it I don't know, let's use something that's never been used before. Unobtainium. Because, like, no one else can obtain That's never, ever been used before, for sure. And, like, what happens if he gets punched a whole bunch of times with this, like, really fun golden sweater? And also, he has a nightstick, because I'm a big fan of the Big Boss Man. (laughs) So he gets a nightstick, right? And this awesome sweater. It's made of gold. It's like the golden fleece, cause that's what that is. What right? is
3: this voice, right? I, I like I like where you're coming from with this, Morty. But I, I'm telling you, you gotta have it relate to the magic part. We'll call it other realmium. Other Ugh. realmium. <laughs> but uh otherwise the nightstick business, fucking beautiful. That's that's top shelf. I mean top draw right there. So listen, uh, I mean he, I'm I'm talking story points and visuals so fucking phenomenal you could plot but wait a minute, there's more here.
2: Like, he gets punched a whole bunch, right? Because he's like... A wee- hey, real
3: quick, you going to finish that cocaine?
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. I know, I know.
2: I'm going to finish mine, too. <laughs> so so he's like, he gets punched a whole bunch of times. Because remember, he's a shitty fighter and doesn't know what to do. He needs a little girl to tell him. So well, he like- realizes his arcana
3: is actually having an invulnerable face that he uses to destroy their fists. Right? <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm way out fine eyes. <laughs>
2: so well, like he gets punched a whole bunch of times He gets all this energy right in his sweater. And then his daughter, because she can recognize when to throw an uppercut better than he can, because he's like a trained fighter, but he loses in, like, and like And she of- gets killed instead. <laughs> she takes all the damage. That's
3: what the magic is. <laughs> Every time he gets punched, she gets the damage. But then but then he's He's also fueled by his guilt. I understand, but it's like living with guilt. It's it's a large part of my family. <laughs> but it's like what
2: the f- like what like uh, I have this awesome shirt like, and they just repeatedly punch him in the chest. <laughs> like,
3: oh no, chest punch is my one weakness. You know what? How did, it, you, how did you, you know? The,
2: uh, the South Park again. Back to South Park. Uh, when the kids are all pretending to be ninjas, it's like, ah, oh, I'll get you with my Tanfa of Takanawa.
1: <laughs> <laughs> shoots
0: shoots uh, lasers. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, oh. I got a mask shirt. What's it made of? Uh, meat oh. grill. <sighs> <laughs> oh. oh. Dude, it's, 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 oh, like, what? what wonderful. A- <laughs> I don't recall that from the game or any of the previous movies.
3: Well, I mean, not in any of the versions well, yeah. we released.
2: <laughs> I got the magic shirt. I got the uh, the uh, accessories as well. I've got a nice little hat, a purse, like the shoes.
3: I'll tell you, the one thing that the critics can really say about this movie is it's, uh, it's 110 minutes long.
2: <laughs> I will say, of all the movies I've seen this year... This is one of them. (laughs) Like, and that's, you know, kind of touching on what you guys were saying earlier. Like, you start off with this amazing opening with two of the greatest martial arts actors. Like, Joe Taslim, if you haven't seen the Raid Redemption, fucking see the Raid Redemption. If you have seen the Raid Redemption, watch The Night Comes for Us. Because he is fucking amazing in both of those. I will be honest, though, I didn't recognize him without his mustache uh but he was so badass i mean hiroyuki i mean everybody recognizes him like he's been in everything you know marvel yeah Yeah, he's amazing he's He's an amazing martial artist i love watching this guy um and you start off with those guys and then you're just like all right we don't want to do this if you like like
3: that it's all downhill from here Godzilla twenty
2: fourteen. All right, we're about to see some Godzilla fighting. Oh, good.
3: Hey, kids, would you like to see a movie whose running time you have to account for when you die and see Saint Peter at the pearly gates? Then come check out Mortal Kombat.
2: Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, I'm, I'm really good, you know. And he's Cole's dumb too. He's dumb. Like, hey, hey, look, it's snowing. Um, it's July. Like
3: yeah just, no no how about, how about how about this how about this you need to come with us and train away from your family because it's the only way to keep them safe you are no good at this go back to your family <laughs> fuck keeping them safe yeah good idea i think i'll do that <laughs> can
2: you teleport me there cuz like it's really far and i don't i don't have
3: any money and but then he like, like, in the fucking barn just like oh, yeah any minute <laughs> Any midi is gonna come home. That dumb son of a bitch. He's gonna want to say hi to his kid. I know it. I just know it. Like what the fuck? What is going on here? It's so stupid.
0: You
2: know what? You guys are.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, hang
0: on. You guys are ignoring (laughs) a very important part of this whole problem. Raiden in this movie is a shitty god. He's bad at being a god.
3: Very bad. Get involved. Like yo, you saved a baby and fucking. Kept the bloodline from being washed off the face of the earth. You're already involved, dickhead. Sorry, yeah, no. I'm not allowed to
2: get involved except these seven instances. <laughs> but once those are used up, listen, I'm gonna back off. Okay. I totally could kick Chang Sung's ass right now, and he's he's absolutely fucking cheating the shit out of this tournament that we're not gonna show. Like <laughs> like, hey, you're not allowed to come kill my guys. Oh yeah. Kill it, guys! Oh well, I did my
3: best. Well, if I knew it was going to be that kind of party, etc. etc. Mashed potatoes.
0: that's what I mean. Cetera, yeah. what I mean. Like, Shang Tsung bends every rule, breaks everything. Like they invade the fucking temple. Raiden just stands there with his fucking dick in his hand. Like <gasps> he's oh. he's
2: shocked. <laughs> You killed Hatman! <laughs> no, not Hatman. Anyone but Hat Man! Hey your uh, your buddy's Quick about to get a person, girl.
0: <laughs> Seriously, he's sitting there. He's did, sitting there, they sort of come I loud to him on a plate and he's fucking just like, whatever, alright dude.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> I the, what it. was it? So lame. Cyber Cyrax, whatever
0: like uh Cyrax?
2: Was it Cyrax? Cabal?
0: Cabal. The, the yellow robot? Oh, Cabal, okay. Uh, Cabal, no, the, the, one, the robot Cabal that was... was
3: that guy, he's a, you know, that, like, oh, see if that Kano guy's with him. I've known him for years. He's the weirdest, and I have to walk around an iron lung. He's a dirty, disrespe- you know, dis- despicable yeah, piece of guy. shit. You're gonna love him. Yeah, that guy. I don't know why he was from Brooklyn, but that's... That was it. I mean, he's like... <laughs> sure. Hey, I
2: think your buddy's... Get- like, I liked him. Like, he actually had some personality. Everybody else is just like... Who I am sending you yeah. to destroy yes, them.
3: My, yes, Thank my you. master. I
2: will go to destroy them because that is where you are sending me. Yes, you also. I am sending but, you to destroy but
3: them. But I mean, Cabal, Cabal, and going to talk to uh to Kano and you know duping him into like shutting the whole fucking field down and everything. That was I liked that scene. You know just, that was funny. Like, yeah, about- was like, I mean, oh, if you're if you're here, Kano, then who's running Black Dragon? Huh? The organization, organization just fall apart. And he's like, "Fuck you! I am the fucking black dragon." Like he just goes from zero to blown out asshole in no time flat. Like, <laughs> fucking great.
2: Oh yeah, and he's such a he's such a tool bag too. Um, again, everything Jai Courtney tries to be in Suicide Squad, but Josh Lawson
3: did effortlessly. Effortlessly, it's it was fucking amazing.
2: Oh, he was so good. He was he was excellent. But like, I didn't care about the main guys like none of them had personality Mm -mm. like Sonya was close like the and and again Cole is dumb like oh I have all this exposition on a on a bulletin board and his his main takeaway was you know combat is spelled wrong it's like
3: (laughs) I'm the smartest guy in the room
2: (laughs) well considering it was him reptile and and Kano like
3: My one of my favorite jokes in the movie, like as I was watching, it was when uh, Sub-Zero fucking rips off Jax's arms, like freezes him and throws him down the fucking, you know, whatever, hits the rebar and hits the ground. <laughs> Darryl's just like, holy shit, I didn't expect him to die this early on, which I you know, didn't say anything about that. Mm-hmm. There's go. Ah, I wouldn't worry too much about him. He's armless. <laughs> <laughs> that alone was worth the price of admission for me. Like, I gotta shut it off right after that point. Like, it doesn't get better than that. So, again, <laughs> let's, let's put back on this Akama shit,
2: because Jax went from, like, Lego robot arms to, like, super jacked robot arms. That was his uh, uh, Akana. What happens
3: if his arms don't get ripped off? Well, that's gonna hurt. Know. Yeah, he would have grown a second set of mechanical arms uh... I don't know. He could,
2: fought, he could have fought Goro. I see you work out a lot. Your uh, forearms are very defined.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, and everything. Be- <laughs> My God. I mean I, I I think if he hadn't had his arms ripped out, it would have been something else that had been activated. Um, you know, maybe he maybe he would have had telekinesis. Who fucking knows? <laughs> That's the power to move you. <laughs> he has, he
2: has the power to grow his fingernails. <laughs> at
3: the, <laughs> at the normal race,
2: I can grow my nails twice as fast as anyone. That's a shitty Akana. Somebody kill this guy so they can get some good powers. <laughs> Jax, we have to sacrifice you. Totally get it. Totally I mean, I, it.
3: I did actually say that in the movie too. I was like, you know. If, if Sonya plays really that hard up for being able to compete in Mortal Kombat, I mean, she could just stick a knife right through Jax's heart right now on the table. And just like, Pfft. oh look, I'm I'm the champion now. <laughs> Guess I should work on figuring out my account, right, guys?
2: I win. I mean, I'm like, part of the
3: team. Don't you trust me?
2: Like my brothers <sighs> used to do. That. They have a replica uh, WWF championship belt, and so like it would they would have matches, and it's like. You know, one of them would wake up in the morning and be like, Where's my belt? It's like, oh, I pinned you while you were asleep.
3: <laughs> one, two, three. Champion. I oh, win. Oh, Shh, gotta be quiet. Don't wanna give me champion. <laughs> <laughs> Tiptoe back to my bunk. Champion.
2: I mean, like, that's like that's the type it's like the twenty-four-seven championship. It's like, oh i oh, you're stuck it's like uh oh, coming kid with an two.
3: elbow drop from the top bunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like karate kid too. It was like, oh now you come to fight when I am helpless. And he's got <laughs> the bar trapped on
3: him. Ooh, wooden beam. Oh yeah? Well how about this? I'm gonna defeat you with the power of tiny drums.
2: Back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> There's no one returning slightly.
0: I'll say this. I believe more in the Icona of the power of the tiny drums for Daniel LaRusso than I did any of the iconas in Mortal Kombat.
2: That's Listen, fair. He got a Cole got a stylish sweater. That's also <laughs> that's deba- that's great. debatable,
3: pal. <laughs> it looked like he was he was fucking gold colossus from the neck down. <laughs> to the neck to the about- waist. And my X Men. Uh not you, Cole you hang back. Why don't you hang back and guard Just, the mansion? Uh, do me a favor. Just keep an eye on the security <laughs> cameras around the mansion. Let us know if you see anything. Don't. Don't do anything. Just let I us know.
2: FedEx, I need you here to sign for it. Somebody has to be
3: here to sign <laughs> to FedEx. So, that's going to be you. I guess you could say I'm a FedEx man. Sure, Cole. Sure, buddy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah i am not a i'm not a huge fan of so as you're watching this movie you you don't have any real uh exposure to the lore you didn't really play the video games like you've seen what some of these characters look like what did you think of the character development or lack of character development of these characters as you're going through watching this movie
1: so i was really disappointed because i expected more I expected what? some of these characters, <laughs> <I> know, right? <laughs> ah, stupid me. Um, I expected some of these characters to look a little bit more like the counterparts they were portraying. Um, especially, you know, honestly, the one I was most disappointed with was Melina. Yes. I think she's, you know, from what I've, uh, you know, my research and stuff, I was kind of really drawn to her character, her design and everything. And then when I saw her, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's what we're doing. Sure. Um, like you, you know, just described so- the
3: viewing experience in Toto for a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Um, I just, I, they could have done so many things. And here's the thing. We're living in an age where we have fantastic customers. We have this great CGI, you know, this was put out by, you know, uh, a a big production company. It's like, you know, it's not like they didn't have the budget to do these things. It's almost like somebody was just lazy, you know, like that. That's what I thought. I think, I think part
3: of it is. Too, like people trying to put their own mark on certain things. Like, you know, everybody likes to take anything that's, you know, instantly recognizable and put their own spin on it. You know, a great example is uh, the Superman costume. Uh, Every single live action iteration of the Superman costume has a slightly different design from each other iteration, Uh, yet none of them are exactly like what the comic book source material is. And it's because they want it so you can easily identify it as being part of whatever that particular project or production was. So them doing that with Melina was like, this is our movie, Melina, which movie Melina for most of her appearances in that movie just looked like she needed a wet nap for both sides of her face because she kept eating ribs before every fucking scene. That's pretty much it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what, you know, uh, if you if you didn't want to invest in so much, put the mask on her. Yeah. You know, like well, that would have looked so much better and people would have been like, oh hey, that's Melina.
2: And here's here's the other thing to kind of touch on what both of you are saying, like because you use the uh you know the, the example of Superman, I was thinking Batman because but,
1: Yeah, same but, thing.
2: but same when you any of these characters, when you see any Superman, you see any Batman, that's Batman. That's Superman. That I don't know who that is. That might be the bug lady. Like, this is me watching the movie. I'm like, I'm like, I know I there's just a
3: told you that's barbecue ribs offset lady.
2: I'm like, craft <laughs> service lady. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I it could be she because she, she said she goes, Oh, is that Melina? I'm like, maybe it's Melina or, or Katana. Like, I don't know because there are no there's no distinguishing feature about her. Say, and there are I several say, characters who have big, scary mouths. Like there's like a, a female Baraka character at some point. It's like,
3: I, I, I will I say, didn't... I mean, seeing, seeing like the blood stains or whatever the hell they were. I mean, they're obviously supposed to be like the seams of her mouth uh, healing when she doesn't widen or whatever. Like I knew just from like the little bit of mortal combat that I'm familiar with. I knew that was Melina. Like I, I, I got it. And that's part of the problem. Is they were like, "Oh, people who are familiar with the games are for sure gonna know who this is." And yeah, you're probably right on that. I, I give you like eighty percent accuracy on that on that, you know, assumption, that estimation. I wasn't sure. Yeah, well, you're part of the twenty fucking percent that didn't get it. So anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, um, you can't do that for an entire audience. You know, you you have to bring it to a point where there's equilibrium, and <laughs> You know, to to make something like that, you should you should make it so it's a little clear and not not have so much guesswork involved. Like that's ridiculous. You yeah, shouldn't like, get as far to the point where she actually opens her mouth and it's like, oh 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 okay, that's clear now. So there's uh, twelve minutes of the movie left. Great, great.
2: At least give her some of the color, so it's like as well, opposed to dressing her in like gray too. and brown. You know, yeah, some no
1: purple. Pictures their costumes and everything are so colorful. Like I, I feel like if they had been a little, a little truer to the, the actual character design, it aesthetically, it would have looked better.
2: Kano. I was okay with, even though he didn't wear the white gi. Um, was fine. Sonya. Yeah. She wore a tank top. Like that's pretty much her defining characteristic in the game. Um, Luke Kang owe-
3: Hold
0: on didn't Kano wear like a vest? He had like a white No, it was a karate key. Yeah. Oh,
2: like- oh
3: shit.
2: Okay. And he had like a like a heavy duty belt. I don't remember if it was like a black belt or it was like a metal belt or like you know like a not quite like a bandolier but like a Rob Liefeld set of pa- uh, pouches. Um but
3: <laughs> Rob Liefeld set of
2: pouches. Luke Kang looked looked fine. Uh the worst one and you touched on it earlier Brandon uh the Reptile, well, reptile is supposed to look just green. Sub Zero or you know, Sub Zero, and <laughs> it just I
3: explained that I tried explaining that to Dara, and I was like, that thing is supposed to be a character that basically looks like who you saw as Sub Zero, but but green. And uh, well, do you think that that's what it looked like? And she was like, no, <laughs> not at all.
2: No, it looked like I'm... a Storm Beast from Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic.
3: What are what, yeah, you no, saying, James?
0: No, I'm really, really hoping that in a sequel, like that's like retconned, like that wasn't reptile because
3: they didn't yeah. say
0: it was reptile. They can get away with saying it's not reptile. Please,
3: that's true, man. Somebody or, needs
0: to fix that. That was a big mistake. Big mistake.
2: The essence of that character goes into another character or like becomes more humanoid because like they said at the end, you know, death is only another realm or whatever the fuck he says. Death is only a beginning is you know, we're just getting started. We've only just begun. That's what death is. What are they
3: they fucking quoting? Vigo the Carpathian from Ghostbusters 2? Or uh, life uh, is death is but a door. Time is but a window. I (laughs) will return.
2: Imhotep from uh, The Mummy. Death is only the beginning. Oh, he scrawled it in the in his coffin. Oh, that's a remarkable penmanship learning <laughs> he was being eaten by beetles.
3: Well, legibility is key, man. If you're gonna do it, do it right.
2: And he carved it into the very heavy duty wood with I'm guessing his one of his bones. <laughs> <laughs> we one of them chisel.
0: A bone. If not two.
2: Somebody's, I don't know. But yeah this this was for what it was what i was expecting to see i mean i was expecting to see a tournament because they said the word tournament about 612 times um and that's what it is like you like brandon said they started the movie off with here's the you know the tournament like one more and they they uh, you know Bad they thing. win
3: that trip to Universal Studios, Florida. Wait, oh no. Get your get your punch card. Oh no. oh no, the realm doesn't get invaded. Sorry, I was way off on that one, guys. My bad.
2: And let me just say this. That's kind of bullshit. Like, okay, <laughs> we're gonna play we're gonna like think if they did that, you know, because we're watching playoffs, you know, the la- you know, last few days. It's like, okay, uh, we're gonna play ten times. You won once, we won nine times. All right. You win, we'll go home. Wait, what? Like, at least make it a best of 7 or something.
3: Yeah, all the guys made the rules, man. You got to win 10 consecutive tournaments and then you can invade a realm.
2: Uh, it's 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 dumb. That's uh, All right, we won 9 in a row. Yeah, but we won once. Uh, I mean,
3: they're not they're not they're not really playing with human logic on that one. <laughs> it is not for us to divine what they mean by that. <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, makes sense to me. I mean, honestly, it, it did make sense to me when I saw it because if you can win 10 consecutive tournaments like that, then it means you are truly like more powerful that you. you have the power to overtake that realm. But if they, they have the ability to stop you even once, that means they, they maintain their, their fucking independence. I mean, you can start the clock all over again each time. So yeah, you, you won nine times, you lost that, that other one. I don't think it would necessarily prevent them from going after the next 10 again like it, it no, seems to be a little bit of an obsession with that side I don't know if you noticed yeah
2: it just I it, it just doesn't seem really fair it's like all right you won nine times in a row but you know what this time I feel lucky you know like
3: all in nothing man yeah I guess I, I don't I mean I, I didn't write it so And I'm not trying to defend it. I'm just saying, like, I see where they were going with. Yeah, playing devil's advocate. I get it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying it's a smart choice. I mean, like, it's it's not. But for for the for the for the the, like what they what they're doing in the story. I mean, it's seemingly a rule that's built into to to save realms rather than just out and out uh, end shit. And when really you're talking about an ongoing series like this, kind of makes sense. Fucking. Stretches it way, way out because it can always be the the whole whatever, however many, blah 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 each time and gets fucking knocked back down to zero. It's a cop tease, but
2: it is what it is. If that's the way you're going to do it, then you have to have different characters every single time. There's a new game and a new threat. It so was like, all right, you stopped us. Now, maybe with that attitude, in a row. All right, so we won the nine more in a row, and it took, you know. A millennia. Let's bring back the same guys. It's like, nah, nice. I get Ray so- Sounds like, like it's like-
3: run by movie executives.
2: Yeah, right. Or video game executives. <laughs> well, there is time travel. You said so. You know what? We're
3: changing the oh, movie yeah.
2: in zero in a row in order to uh, invade somebody's realm.
3: Oh, dude! Like, there's is there's all kinds of shit. I mean, there's like some straight up like soap opera type business that happens and shit. Like. In one of the games, I guess Liu Kang fucking punches through and kills Shao Kahn. And then, like, later on, you find out, like, it was actually a fucking decoy Shao Kahn. Like, like the like, fucking foreign leaders send out all the time, like, oh, it's a fake president or whatever. Fake dictator. The life model decoy?
2: And,
3: yeah, life model, model decoy, exactly. And, like, you find out that that he's actually been alive. And this is now at a point where Shang Song like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to start running shit around here. And he takes out Shao Kahn and, you know, just starts going buck wild and decides he's going to be the fucking master of the universe. Mm-hmm. I will say it's pretty cool that after, after a little bit in the games, I noticed they started using, um, Oh my God. I, I feel terrible. I always forget it. It's a uh, cat. The guy who played Shang Song in the, in the very first movie, the Paul yeah. W. S. Anderson mm-hmm. carry, something or another. Um, he's an excellent actor, but they started using his likeness in uh, in the games of Shang Tsung. I think it's uh, Fukunaga. Yeah. What is it? Funaga. Fukanaga? No, I think you might be... Con- no, you're confusing him with the, the filmmaker. Um, the one that did, like, True Detective and... Uh, 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 oh, what the fuck? Uh, carry Joji Fukunaga. Is that who you're thinking of, I think? He was Are originally they, attached to sure. It? kari hiroyuki tagawa that's yes. it okay yes uh he was also in man in the high castle on amazon if you haven't seen that check it out he's excellent in it um but yeah like i guess they started like using him as the basis for shang sung in the games well, but, the, down the line
2: in the beginning the guy who played um lu kang ho sung pack was being used he did most of the mocap for pretty much all of the characters except for like Sonya and and you know Johnny Cage. I almost called him Johnny Kano. Blaze. Um <laughs> you know Goro and um and Kano and Shang Tsung. But he did like, you know, Reptile and, and um Sub Zero and, and Scorpion. And he ended up doing a bunch more characters in the next game um because he was just that's
3: well, i mean clearly the dude is like crazy talented so yeah makes yeah. sense i get that but i'm just saying like i know i know that there were like particular models and, and performers used for the the motion capture for the first games it's just like in the later stuff where they're exploring the mythology like deeper um they straight up used carrie tagawa as shang seng shang um, and it, it was just cool to see because out of all the different characters I was seeing in this like synopsis, because I mean, like, they were showing like uh, the the cutaways, and what have you, uh, he was the only like recognizable face out of everything I saw. It was it was just kind of cool. I wasn't expecting to see it. Like, hey, I can easily identify him as Shang Tsung because he played him in a movie.
2: I mean, that's fair. And you want to, you know, you kind of he was. Good as that character, with you know, the kind of over the top, your soul is mine. Like, oh, yeah, some of the acting in the other ones was not too bad. You will die.
3: <laughs> I mean, some of the acting in the new one wasn't uh, much oh, yeah. better than that. Yeah, you know, that... I mean, you want to talk about your soul is mine line. I mean, I don't think it was used to better effect in this new movie. It was that was another one of those like like that was another one of those wink moments. Like, see, he said the line, kids, you can't get mad. We had him say it.
2: That's the name of the movie.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He said the name of the thing in the thing.
2: Yeah, it's uh it's not it's not anything that I would, you know, put up for Oscar consideration, but it was a fun you know however long minute movie you know 110 minutes 110
3: minutes yeah like it was i'm never gonna forget that (laughs) but it was you know it
2: it is what it is like it's it's not it's not like you know this cinematic experience that you're supposed to go you know come come away from going there are so many mysteries that i need to be solved who are who are raised parents? You know, like... yeah, Yet,
3: yet, yet, I still walked away. Like, there are so many mysteries that need to be solved. Like, why the fuck did they decide to greenlight this particular version of the movie? Why the fuck did they hire these guys to write it? Why the fuck did they make these choices for the characters? There were a lot of mysteries still to unravel. Let's grab <laughs> Scoob and the gang, see what we can get to the bottom of.
2: Where, where is the tournament?
3: <laughs> like, whoa, <clears throat> like, oh, Scoob!
2: Will we ever see uh, uh, Kung Lao again? I will say, though, I love the fact that they used his spinning hat uh, um, fatality.
0: Yeah, it, oh, that was, was fantastic. It was pretty, cool.
3: That it was was pretty cool to see a couple of those like those little nods. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. But without more context around moments like that, it, it just felt so flat. it it was it was a real missed opportunity the whole thing like you could have made it something like really like really story driven but still have all the cool action and and what have you all the gore and dope shit that everyone would really like to see but like with actual development and sensible convergence in a storyline what we saw just it seemed like there were disparate ideas that were strung together and, and made into this movie and I, I, it shows.
2: Yeah. It, it seems like they had a a bunch of different ideas that they thought were going to be good. They got some actors. I mean, again, the guy who played Jack's looked like if Steve Harvey just like spent six months in the gym,
3: Hey, hey! I, I listen. I gotta give uh, Mikad Brooks a little bit of credit because, like, if you, if you've seen him at all before he played Jax in Mortal Kombat, like it's impressive how like much he put on in terms of muscle and what have you. Because the only the things I had seen that dude and he played James Olsen in the Supergirl series on CBS and the CW, and uh, Eggs in True Blood. And he's a he's a tall dude, not a bad looking kid. when he was in these things either, you know, Uh, looks much, much younger in those. But he put on he was kind of a a beanpole. And he went out and took it seriously that he was going to be in Mortal Kombat. And he got fucking pretty goddamn big. And it changes his look for the better altogether. So like I get the Steve Harvey thing because of the mustache. That that was my main my main but, complaint was the mustache. I wish I could grow a mustache that well too though. I was, I was like, holy shit!
2: I see. It's just I, 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 I for his character, like for Jax as a character, like.
3: Like that's the must. I didn't like the mustache. See, to me, the mustache made sense because he was he was law enforcement, no matter what. And like when I think of cops, you like one of the stereotypical things is like the fucking aviator sunglasses and a goddamn mustache.
2: I mean, yeah, I mean think
3: about FBI agents, CIA agents, fucking uh, uh, ATF agents. I mean, it's always. A fucking mustache and goddamn yeah, aviator it's, sunglasses. What's
2: that? And you're super troopers
3: <laughs> and, and and state troopers too. <laughs> I was yes. thinking more, you know, like clean shaven and
2: uh, like the the cops, like the the in the Matrix or in you know stuff like that. You know, you always have like the clean shaven, square
3: jawed. You know, yeah, I'm, but but that's the thing is like it's either. Clean shaven, like all together, or a mustache. Like that's that's what you get. Like law enforcement, you never see guys with a goatee or a beard, anything like that. It's a mustache or okay. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So when I see Jax with a mustache like that, I was like. All right, cool. I mean, it's not like Ernie Hudson got cast. It's, it's... No, no, <laughs>
2: but I think he would have. I think it would have looked better without without the mustache. That's just my my take yeah,
3: maybe if they had connected it and made it like a a full goatee mm. instead of like yeah. a little bit of the separation where it's like the mustache, then kind of like a separated Van Dyke. Um, yeah, that might have looked a little bit better. Uh, I can I can definitely agree with that, but I'm just saying I understand the choice of the look. Yeah, yeah. You know, they were definitely trying to drive home like, this guy wears a badge and not just for funsies. Come check out Jax and see what happens to his arms. This this spring on HBO Max. HBO Jax.
0: <laughs> no Jax, there you go.
3: Uh, but no, I... I... <laughs> Son of a bitch. I just took a sip of water and almost fucking spit it everywhere. But am going to ruin my dog's little fucking... Sleeping mat that he keeps next to my goddamn chair. <laughs> <Whew.
2: laughs> you no, know, but there's there's a lot of uh, you know inconsistencies, and you know, like you're saying, it wasn't just the look of the characters and the the, the aesthetic of you know everything that was going on. It was also like you know that that uh, people were trying to make their own. It was also the story. You know, like that's the other thing. Writers will tend to do that as well. You know, how many times have we seen different comic writers? You know uh you know take a different uh a different um look at the character and it's like okay you know what if you know we did this and not just for like you know you know what if stories or you know non-canonical things you know
3: different people it's it's trying to find a a a different angle to to make it a little fresher right as well as sort of for themselves, and not not an ego driven way. I don't think that's really a big part of it. It's just because like they're working on it, so it becomes something that you have to identify with when you're when you're creating. So there's a piece of you that you're putting in there, no matter what, even if you're a garbage person and it ends up being a garbage movie. Because we're talking about Mortal Kombat, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there's a part of you that goes in. I completely I completely get. You know, it's just. I'm, I'm I'm trying to. I'm trying to think about the best way to say it. I, I'm.
2: You're going to put a piece of yourself, no matter what you do. Like that's your signature. Even if you're not, you know. Yeah,
3: it's but it's not, it's not ego driven. It's because you want to contribute to it.
2: Like or these are your life experiences, and you're writing from what you know.
3: Y- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like you can only write like like you said, what you know. It it it, it just it's a way to put their own little. Pin in the story and say like, "Oh, look! This is this is what this is what I did for it. This is this is what I added for better or worse. This is what I did." Right? It, you know, and I mean it, that's not the case with everyone. Not, have it like not being ego driven or anything like that because there are definitely moves that are made where you can tell it's like, "Oh no, somebody definitely want to be like I'm going to change this just so I can say this is what I fucking did," and it's never a good move. That may have happened with this. I don't know. I can't speak one way or the other. I will say um, when it was brought up that, you know, all the color and whatnot by, by Ashes, like all the all the vibrancy that you saw in a lot of the characters and some of the environments in the games uh, were just, like drained out of this movie. Uh, Not for nothing that's sort of par for the course with some of these bigger movies as of late with Warner Brothers. Uh, it, it's like still following like the Zack Snyder template. Like hey, let's take what could be like a, a big boisterous colorful story with all kinds of crazy fun shit and let's just fucking desaturate the shit out of it and and make it look almost fucking sepia toned. Like it, it just it's like joy sucking and it's the exact opposite of what seeing a movie is supposed to do, especially that type of movie.
2: Yeah, I mean, cuz I think you can convey and James as a filmmaker, feel free to chime in on this. I think you can convey something being Bleak and dreary and hopeless just by the way the landscape looks. Like, even if there were bright colors of, you know, like, say, like the red rocks of Arizona or something like that, you know, if there were bright colors in Outworld, you're still gonna look at this and, like, it's desolate. The rocks are jagged. Like, there's these huge chasms and, like, you know, uh, similar to, uh, like, Mordor, how Mordor was portrayed in. Uh, the lord of the rings franchise like they didn't suck all the color out of it but you could tell that this was a dreary desolate yeah. terrible place
0: yeah i mean the the thing about the whole look of that and you know brandon really kind of hit it on the head too with the with the the snyder school of color toning and i'll i'll just go out and say it as i'll just go out and say it as my own opinion Zack snyder is not a good filmmaker he's not good at what he does he's never really been that great at what he does um and that's really like that single palette of color is really everything that they've worked with and warner brothers is still playing out of that book Mm -hmm. it it didn't work for mortal kombat it, it should have been something like i shouldn't have been watching that and feeling like i was still watching justice league like they 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 really had a very similar color tone to them yeah. and it's really because it's that one note oh this is a dark film so everything has to be gray
3: it's uh it's, <laughs> it's, everything it's, has. it's zack snyder and tarsem both do the same exact thing yes and I believe they actually both both went to the same school, which tells you something. It's very interesting to note. I mean, it's like
0: the, I have my own.
3: If you look at if like look at look at Henry Cavill in Zack Snyder's like Man of Steel and Batman v Superman movies and shit, and then go look at Henry Cavill in Tarsem's Immortals, you would almost think the same person. Made those movies. Cool. Well, morals in
0: three
2: hundred oh, could be very confusing.
3: I didn't even think. Yeah, morals in three hundred. Absolutely.
2: Um, yeah. Like again, it's it's a lot of the you know show don't tell, but like it's almost like over expositing the the showing of the landscape and like really getting that you know it's like. Heavy exposition. It's like, okay, here's what this looks like. Now we're gonna suck the color out of it. It's like someone standing there explaining an entire plot to you, even though you just watched it happen. You know, it's it's like that visual, that visual uh, over over. I, I don't want to use the word oversaturation because that's not quite the word I want to use because that's literally the opposite of what's going on. But it's uh, it's an overemphasis of, like, this is dreary. Like, the only way to make it... It starts, like, to be, it starts to become redundant? Yeah. The only way to make it more over the top is there's a volcano, and it's also pouring rain with lots of lightning.
3: Yeah. You know, lightning?
2: Wearing a cloak. Oh,
3: you mean pointy sky lasers. Got it. Got it. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> crooked, <laughs> yes.
2: crooked sky lasers.
0: <laughs> well I, I mean that's that's the thing though like when when you have like this run of warner brothers movies which i think mortal kombat is really just suffering a bit from the studio kind of being in that still in that rut because that definitely feels like an executive because we're talking about a different director a different cinematographer a different post team like You can't tell me that that movie looks exactly like, color-wise, exactly like a Snyder movie for no reason. There was an executive barking over someone's shoulder saying, we need to do this, this needs to be this dark, blah, 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 blah. The problem when you have a movie that has a constant color palette is you have nothing to compare it to. Your dark moments, your light moments, your humor... Your everything is set in this one 12 color monotone,
3: yeah, absolutely. You have
0: no juxtaposition in your entire thing, so your jokes don't land right, your high moments and your happy moments don't land right, and it's all just dark and fucking miserable, which probably didn't do Mortal Kombat any favors.
3: And and, and and think of the think of the fact that like you're just talking about palette like when you combine that with however however it's executed with certain things like pacing and story that can really really become like fucking bring down altogether mm-hmm.
1: yeah oh no i was just gonna say clearly warner brothers is going through their goth phase and yeah welcome to <laughs> 1993 <laughs> kids well i was gonna say you know it's it's still the beginning of their goth phase when they're you know like i need to wear black all the time and maybe gray but oh black and you know <laughs> i should become an looks elder looks like goth. somebody at realize, warner brothers, you know, just listened to corn for Christmas. the first time <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> you know you become an elder goth and you realize i can add a little color to my palette and still be goth as fuck so you this know. is me now yeah
2: <laughs> this isn't a face this is who i am
0: but oh, no boy. i think i think that that is probably like i can forgive them ben in the store i can forgive them messing with some backstories on some characters and just like using things as a footnote or an easter egg or whatever I'm not that attached to the Mortal Kombat mythos anyway it doesn't bother me what does bother me is and I'm glad Brandon brought it up this 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 reoccurring fever dream that Warner Brothers is in that these dark movies actually really do them favors and it's literally been now like eight and ten twenty in a row since Man of Steel at least that this this doesn't work it's it's you need to be better at this you need
2: to, to <laughs> exactly. the
3: what well, it is there's like there's like a half dozen to a dozen executives at Warner Brothers who their answer to most problems over the past 10 to 12 years was exactly this Marcy I'm gonna need you to get me Akiva Goldsman <laughs> David Goyer and three fucking eight balls. David F. (laughs) That's it. That's that's the solution to every problem. That's it. Story problem? Honestly. Yeah. No, no. Again, I know it's only Wednesday. Akiva Goldsman, (laughs) David Goyer, and three eight balls of cocaine. Like, every time. How do you think they got Batman and Robin? How do you think that happened? They couldn't figure it out. And somebody said, "Get me a Kiva Goldsman."
2: <laughs> I know it's like how how uh, Tim Burton was so surprised when he found out there were actors other than his wife and Johnny Depp in the world.
3: Ah, uh, uh, Plot twist: Helena Bottom Card has been Johnny Depp in drag the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> Tim like- Burton's like, "What? Oh no, I didn't." I didn't I didn't know he's such a good actor guys what was excellent what? In- I'm so weird I should make a movie about this no Every, everyone who everyone will wear said, black clothes, about? and I'll surround them with bright light colors it's gonna be, it'll be great I'll get my buddy Dan to do the music first thing- <laughs> he's an elf man. It'll go it'll go like I am thinking it'll sound something like He's an Elfman. Bum 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 Wow. bum 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 bum. What do you guys think? Sorry, I I know I just ruined the score of the next three Tim Burton movies, everyone. My my bad. Spoiler alert, too late.
2: I know. He's making okay. Disney movies now, Stop. it's not the
1: same. I'm still gonna see him.
2: I still haven't I'm seen I well, we haven't seen Dumbo.
1: Oh no, that's true.
2: We need someone to play quick, we need someone to play a, a, a ringleader in a
3: circus. Where's Danny DeVito? I'm right down here, you bastard. <laughs> 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 He's very tiny. Uh,
2: I, <laughs> so
3: Tim Burton
0: Tim Burton died when Sweeney Todd came out and that's that's the way i'm sticking to it
3: but you know the it's it's good that we're talking about tim burton though because he actually was very much the start of warner brothers like falling in love with dark takes on some of this shit and and that's that's continued on you know batman uh was was definitely a dark movie batman returns for sure i actually don't mind batman forever all that much batman and robin is an absolute fucking joke like it's actually just fucking hilarious to watch that movie. I I can't you're not history's greatest monster. <laughs> ice to meet you. You're like you're not sending me
2: yes. to the cooler. One second about that movie. How the fuck do you have Coolio in that movie and all these ice puns? And he is not Arnold's sidekick
3: because he's <laughs> because he's too Coolio. Uh,
2: yeah. It's... <laughs>
3: <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like after, after Schumacher, especially, they were like, oh no, we went we went too far the other direction, and they they boomeranged back with eventually having Nolan's shit, and that shit was was so gritty and and a darker, more realistic take on what had ever been seen before with that character. They were like, oh, people like dark and gritty superheroes, so we should definitely do the same thing with Superman. And then we'll do, like, a weird Cronenberg-esque, lighthearted superhero romp with Green Lantern? That's really what we're going to do? Okay, yeah. That's what we're going to do with Green Lantern, guys. <laughs> like, it's, like, but they were trying to, like, make things so weird and dark purposely for so long that now it's just, like, they, they can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> like, <laughs> somebody, somebody let me out. It's, it's too dark in here. I can't see. <laughs> it's... And there's, there's nobody. They say Like, hey, you do realize that people, have, you know, occasionally like to see bright, fun things, right? That it's okay to do that. The adults and everything. Oh. They. I don't believe it. Fuck that shit. I need a Kiba Goldsman. <laughs> <laughs> David S. Goyer. and four eight. That's right. I'm. I know it's only Tuesday. <laughs>
2: I'm doing cocaine for two.
3: <laughs> but yeah, I mean they've 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 painted themselves into a corner, and it's like they don't know how to get out of it. it, it hopefully I'm not they up stupid. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they they start kind of gearing themselves a little bit more towards uh, a, a better color palette altogether. Because honestly, even um even the Oh, what the hell? are The the Fantastic Beasts movies that have have come out most recently. Uh, I enjoyed the first one especially, but same thing. We're talking about some pretty fantastical shit, and they really stuck to a a grayer palette on that movie, which kind of belies what a magical world is supposed to be, Uh, especially at that point in time where it it was actually a lot easier to – to hide magical shit versus like the more modern times of Harry Potter and his friends. I don't know. It's like, why, why, why does everything have to seem so bleak? Like New York city did not seem like a vibrant place at all. When they fucking showed up there, not even remotely, like even a magical New York city is not vibrant. I'm not talking about like New York city proper. I mean like where you see the fucking weird, crazy shit. No, they kept, they kept that same like D scaled shit. And it's becoming ubiquitous. It needs to fucking. It needs to break away. You know, primary colors are your friends sometimes. Like, use one of them.
2: You know what I think? You know, uh, uh, and it's a film that's very, very old that pretty much everybody has seen. Uh, it's coming up on a hundred years. It's like eighty-two years old at this point. Um, if you really want to contrast and like have this, you know. Color palette that really, you know, accentuates the story that you're telling. One of the best ones you could possibly uh, reference. Is it a musical? Not really. Okay. The Wizard of Oz.
3: Okay, yes, yeah, that's, that's a musical. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I think all the sure. musical numbers in in whatnot in yeah, it makes it a, a musical. There's a couple of songs. Oh, let me think: music, sure. dancing, shot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a musical. That that all tracks.
2: Yeah, see, I never I never thought of it as a musical. Like, I just...
3: We are talking about the movie with Judy Garland in it, right?
2: The, yeah, the rainbow one with the witch and the dog and the, the crystal ball and the,
3: the... All right, cool beans, man. The shoes. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a musical. <laughs>
2: yeah, I do, but I just, I never think of it as a musical. I just, I, mean, I, I don't make that connection in my, like, you're totally right. But yeah, I, I mean,
3: I don't, I, ha, I don't have the show tune if I only had a brain running around in my fucking noggin for no reason, like,
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, there's several reasons for sure, some of which are related to the fact I've seen the movie way too much as a kid.
2: But then, like, you know, you, you then, you, again, you take a new take on it when you have, Return to Oz, and even though that is like a uh, very bleak type of, uh, of, of of landscape, there's still bright colors in there.
3: Yeah, especially, yeah. especially yeah. when. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but especially too when they they actually get everything kind of like kind of fixed at the end. You know, like everything looks. Even better than it did, you know, before, because everything was broken down and destroyed and all that shit. But I will say this: I give Disney a lot of credit for Return to Oz, just because of the fact that, like, I read a lot of those books when I was when I was a child, and the Wizard of Oz books by Fr- uh, L. Frank Baum are more in line with the Return to Oz movie uh, yep. than the the musical starring Judy Garland. People who love the musical, if they've never read *The Wonderful Wizard of Oz* and then like the you know *Return to Oz* and *Road to Oz*, all that stuff, they would be absolutely shocked to see some of the stuff that L. Frank Baum did in these books. They're very dark, and uh, he he deals with a lot of issues. And because nobody like cared about his political writings and stuff like that outside, you know, any other writings he did outside of Oz he just started putting that shit in the Oz books and like a lot of his personal beliefs seep through and like he kind of tackled some, some wild stuff, uh, especially for that time. I mean, Ozma, she's transgender for crying out loud. It's, it, it's, it's, it's pretty incredible to, to behold. Um, and the Disney just said, ah, fuck it. And let the director fight them and say like, no, we're doing it like the books and got so far away from what everybody knew of. From from the '30s, that's a that's a ballsy move, which definitely feels like somebody was like, ah, get me Akiba Goldsman and a fucking eight <laughs> ball of cocaine. But no, because Akiba Goldsman was not doing shit back then.
2: Well, clearly they shook- were
3: doing coke. They were doing that. I mean, oh, yeah, nobody so was that. doing coke. Yeah, it was like 1980.
2: <laughs> All right, so like she like takes her heads off and like. She has like a whole hallway full of heads, but like outside, there's like these headless people. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, yeah. More morphine, please.
0: <laughs> now, right, so think- I'm just saying, guys,
3: but yeah, if go you ahead. think
0: that film- filmmakers stopped doing coke in the 1980s, I got some bad news.
3: Oh no, no, I don't think they stopped doing it in the 1980s at all. No, no, no. I think more. I think more started doing it after the 80s. That's the problem. I think the 80s there was like yeah. mitigated success with with control of of the the habit. And I think by the nineties, there was just so much flying high from the fucking whirlwind successes and excesses of the 80s that they're like. We're invincible, we can do anything we want. And that's how we end up with bullshit like fucking Batman and Robin and all kinds of overcorrections and all kinds of bullshit moving forward from that. Uh-huh. Like the oh, difference yeah. is the difference is they're not going to the nearest sushi restaurant and asking for a fucking six-top table and a mirror so they can do the coke while they're waiting for their fucking shit to to come out to them. They they would they do that shit in their offices or at home they now. Eat. Like, you know, nowadays you do that shit in the fucking restaurants. Uh, hold on a second. People on the table are like, dude, we can fucking see you. You know you're in public, right? I isn't don't that, care. Isn't that like one of the higher ups over at Warner Brothers? Ah, oh, shit, I gotta get out of here. Somebody get me a key with Kevin goldsman And another <laughs>
2: Uh, So I think this is probably a pretty good place to uh, move on uh, and kind of wrap this up, because we were talking about uh, Mortal Kombat for a while, and now (laughs) it's evolved into the coke habits and filmmaking of...
3: You know, you say it like those things aren't related, pal. All right? You and I all all know we all know exactly how those things correlate. Right. It was
2: a smooth transition. (laughs) It wasn't contrived to force it. Like it just it was a, a, a an organic, natural way that the conversation flowed, and that's where we ended up. And again, like you said, there's a reason for that. But I think we've been going almost two hours, so it's probably a good good place because i do have to edit this down at some point uh this is probably good, good luck play. to you yeah right <laughs> oh i'm just gonna like cut the beginning and cut the end and mash them together <laughs> this is
3: gold
1: <laughs> <laughs> no
2: editing needed
1: boom <laughs> suck uh, on that adoring fans you're welcome listeners <laughs>
2: hey, that's the key you know if you're just like you know what this is good. You lower your standards enough, (laughs) you don't have to do much editing.
3: I don't know, Pat. You think they're going to like it? Fuck them. They like what I tell them to like. I mean,
2: (laughs) Bird hammock is a thing. Somebody was like, you know what? Yeah.
3: birds should explode. Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
3: i would just love to see the person that complains like oh that wasn't as much mortal combat boo and just like fuck you your booze mean nothing to me shithead I know, i've seen what you applaud point. hey this
2: show got completely off the rails i listen to this show for the straightforward scripted text of everything you know, and the conversation flows from point a to point b to point c with no distractions or, or or you know, wild tangents whatsoever. Oh, hey,
3: hey, hey Patsy, I'm sorry. i got to stop here right there. Speaking about rails, Marcy, I'm going to need you to get me Akiva Goldsman. <laughs> David S. Goyer and three eight balls of Coke. I know it's only Thursday.
2: <laughs> I mean, that might end up being the title of the episode, to be honest with you.
3: <laughs> Akiva Goldsman. Gave it a, David is in three, and balls three eight cocaine. balls of
2: cocaine. Yeah, so that might that might be the the title of the episode because that will really intrigue people.
3: <laughs> yeah, they'll listen and be like, "What the? This looks. This sounds like it'd be terrible." Just download and play. Yeah, this is gonna be so bad. <laughs> like, you know what? Gonna, I, I can't believe everything I just heard. I'm gonna listen to it one more time.
2: <laughs> you know what's fun to do? Uh, watch. Watch uh, uh, without the sound on. Watch the new trailer for the the Fast and Furious movie with, and try to guess what's what's happening and what the conversation is between John Cena. You know what? At one point, because this is a tangential show that we run off the rails, and like whatever happens to catch my eye, that's what I start talking about. Um, I have to. You just
3: described ADHD, Pat. Right. <laughs>
2: So there was where these this movie series was about guys racing cars against each other underground, and now they're all super spies, which very logical next step, uh, obviously. And nobody, nobody can get hurt, nobody can die. Like I just watched in the commercial.
3: Did, did Akiva Goldsman write that? at all?
2: He may have. Uh, there was <laughs> cocaine going on, but somebody jumped out a window like eight or nine stories up and landed on a bus and stood up and looked and just had a couple of cuts on his forehead. That is John Cena. And it's like... yeah, oh, then-
3: Clearly landed on his face.
2: And then <laughs> the two of them tackle each other off the bridge and land on a, a truck or bus that's going by. What is a- this? The fucking
3: five. Peter Griffin chicken fight from Family Guy?
2: Uh, less believable. Slightly less believable, though. No,
3: yeah, no, I believe that. <laughs> I'm not being incredulous. You know I <laughs> like mean, in that regard, it sounds ridiculous. No,
2: no, it, the, the, this fight is slightly less believable than the fight between Peter Griffin and the giant chicken. Uh, uh, yeah,
3: the- I'm picking up what you're throwing down.
2: Okay, and I'm just making sure everybody here, you know, is is. is oh, also- sorry,
3: my mistake. My mistake.
2: Yeah. So you know. So. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh you know, uh, this was a very fun conversation. It went in a direction that I never anticipated. I did not think we were gonna be talking about eight balls of cocaine and the Wizard of Oz. But
1: Here we are.
2: This is this is where we get this is like what
0: happens. It's all related.
3: I was in it's a strange I was in a strange world where we were talking about Akiva Goldsman and cocaine and you and were race, there and race cars with trailers that are silent you. and you were there and you were there and you were there does anyone have an eight ball of cocaine
2: Goldman. <laughs> <laughs> right. so uh because brandon's choking to death I'll, I'll start with james james where do you like people to uh, interact with you on social media and where can they find uh some of your fine work
0: Oh, please, by all means, guys, out there, check out Culture Shock on It Came From The fivewaycom And while you're at it Came From The fivewaycom jump a tab over to the shop and buy my t-shirts and my Blu-rays. We are in the process of overhauling some of that stuff. Um, so we're going to have some new things coming out in the next couple of months. That's all going to be changing, but it'll still be all pretty easy to navigate. But for the moment, it's you go go listen to culture shock go buy our blu-rays at itcamefromthe 5com like us at camefromthe508 on facebook it's literally just that just search it and you'll find us um, as far as me personally i'm just james Lamond on most social media i'm james Lamond sucks on instagram you can add me um, make me try to watch your which is what most people have had me try to do, but that's okay. We love you all. But yeah, that's where you can find me.
2: <laughs> I will, uh, I will have links in the show notes, uh, for, for, uh, everybody's social medias and, and Facebook groups and and whatnot. So that it, it's a little easier to find. You don't have to type anything. You can just click stuff. Um,
3: Reading, We're re- reading, reading, and understanding things. Listening, nah. Just give me, give me somebody to click. I just, just give... click things. Whatever, whatever link you get in there, I'll click. I'll click on it. I don't give a shit. I'm in up all night chilling with my buddies, Akiva Goldsman, David is and three eight, eight balls of cocaine. Um. So, uh, you gonna give me a fucking heart attack? <laughs> <laughs>
2: three eight balls of cocaine will do that to you.
3: Every time, kid. <laughs> uh, I have so my
2: accelerator.
3: <laughs> oh no, I can't stand within six feet of a microwave. I don't have enough time to go into why, Marcy. Marcy, I'm gonna need you to get Akiva Goldman, David Escoya, and three eight balls of cocaine. Well, yeah, of course it's Saturday. We're gonna do this shit up. I'm gonna do it right.
2: Yeah, I know it's nine a.m., but I haven't slept in two days. How else am
3: I gonna get ready for the four repos I'm gonna do tonight? I'm still out from <laughs> last night.
2: All right. So where can where can folks find you? There, uh, uh
3: Brandon. Pow bro. <laughs> Uh,
2: they, well, I called uh, you bra Power earlier, so it's, it's Power Bro
3: now. <laughs> I'm cool with it. Um, just don't get me to say my name backwards, or else I'll have to go back to the fifth dimension for a few months. Uh, they, uh, you, you all can uh, find me at uh, the group that uh, I started called Powers Combined on Facebook. Um, it's a very you know fun geek group. Try to be inclusive for like all kinds of fandom, comic book, movies, um, action, adventure, horror, comedy, whatever. Uh, but you know, number number one rule is don't be a jerk. You you act like a like an asshole, you're gonna get the stanky boot right out the door. Um, there's no no tolerance for any of that. Um, and uh, other than that, you can follow me on uh, Instagram at this Brandon has powers, and on Twitter at Brandon's Powers. And I am now uh, appearing weekly on the Dorkening podcast on Wednesdays, so you can uh, come on by and, and check that out, please. And thank you.
2: Yeah, that's a fun show. I haven't done it in a while, but I may be able to hop on this week, considering we're recording on Saturday. So oh, now talk can... to
3: Leo, man. You you might you might be in for quite a treat.
2: Yeah, uh, Leo's Leo said that you know uh, he actually messaged me the other day and said uh, thank you so much for introducing me to Brandon and Justin Cooper. Uh, these guys are great, and uh, I'm glad to have them as a part of the network.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I get it. I'm fucking awesome.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. Have you seen my my license plate? That's true. Yes. Yes, I
1: have.
3: I have a brand new fucking vanity plate, and it is effing awesome. Yep. Literally, my license plate, gang. F N A W S M. I cannot wait to be driving in front of a cop at night. It's going to be so great. (laughs) I fucking did this on a lark. Like, I was. I was uh, in an altered state of mind <laughs> one night and I was like, I wonder how much it costs to get a vanity plate. Let me go to the website. And like I typed it in and I was like, oh, that's a, that's available. That's, that's an available thing. All right. Well, I mean, <laughs> they no- say you, know, you say you can't swear and stuff. So, I mean, they, they look at it and they give you like two weeks where they make a decision. So, I mean, the, they'll hold 50 bucks on my card and then they'll be like, we're not fucking doing this shit. And they'll go give me 50 bucks back and no harm, no foul. It'll just be fun. And uh, I did it. And when you do it, you have to like give a a reason for, or explain what it is you're picking. And I was just like, I don't want to straight up be like, you know, fucking awesome. I want to trick them. I want to see how far I can go with this. So I was like, Oh, you know, I learned how to drive in my grandparents' car and their names were blah, 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 blah. And I made it seem like it was their initials. And, uh, I for fucking forgot about it. I forgot about it. And, a fucking month goes by and my wife comes over as I'm fucking working. I'm here at the computer. She goes, you got something from the DMV. And I was like, what the fuck? She hands it to me. And I feel, it. I'm like, these license put <gasps> oh <my God. laughs> No, are you for real? Are you for real? And I like, I open it up. I was, I start dying and dad was like, what, what, what is, what is it? And I was like, I just want you to know that the state has made it official. I am effing awesome and i just turned around she's like i can't believe i said yes when you asked me to marry you (laughs) and i said i can because i'm effing awesome and she just gave me the finger and left the room it was great
2: you know that sounds startlingly startlingly similar to interactions i have here uh at the magenta manor uh that happens a lot uh it's like oh once again, you have indicated that I am number one.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, there's a reason why why you and I get along so well, why Ashes mm-hmm. and I get along so well, and why Dara and Ashes get along so well. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, there's a it's
2: there's like a part part
3: Star Trek mirror universe thing. Only neither one of us is evil. Or I could, is I
2: could that true? Uh, I could see uh, I could see you driving in front of a cop, and the cop like, oh, "Gary." It's Fiona Swayman in front of us.
3: <laughs> like, Do you know why I pulled you over? I guess I was being too effing awesome. The- <laughs> am I right? Am I- yeah? Yeah? All right. So I'm free to go? Cool. Thanks. Are you heading
2: <laughs> to the lake, sir? Why are you asking me that? Oh, your vanity plate seems like you're fixing to swim. Uh, so I, <laughs> 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 I figured that's what was going on here.
3: You know, it's dark out. Yeah, yeah, So one of my panted night swims, officer. <laughs> what were you doing before it this? Uh, I out it. with a couple of buddies of mine, Akiva <laughs> Goldsman, David Escoer, and uh, these three dudes, uh, each one of them an eight ball of Coke.
2: Yeah, I'm a Pepsi man myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful.
3: <laughs> it doesn't sting as much when you snort it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, the bubbles hurt my tongue. Uh, Ashes, yeah, where can people find you?
1: My house.
2: Yes, Magenta Manor. <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Uh, no, just go to throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. You'll find all our social medias. Uh, just go there. It's the easiest thing to do.
2: I just have to uh, look at something because I keep seeing the same commercial um, over and over Change yet. the
3: channel, you know.
2: Uh, Freddie Highmore is almost 30 years old. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, and he looks no different than he did in uh, the uh, Willy Wonka and the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, whatever. Uh, whatever. He's Burton. taller,
1: and he, he, he looks a little different.
2: He, no, he, <laughs> I was like, man, no, and no. straight. You know, all these jobs as a teenager for the past 20 years. Wait a minute. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's almost 30. He'll be 30 next year. Because, like, there's a commercial that they keep showing for whatever that doctor show he's
3: in. And he's like, The Good a- Doctor. Like, oh, literally. He literally it- said, like, most of the title It's <laughs> The Good Doctor. <laughs> I thought it was like a Doogie
2: Hauser thing. I was like, wait a minute, why is he like making out with this adult woman? Like, is this like a big situation? Like what's going on?
3: No, it's more like uh, a Mary
2: very, Kay Letourneau uh, situation. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So I think with that being said, we're gonna wrap things up. We'll take a quick break and then uh when we come back, uh, Ashes and I will wrap things up and let you know what we're doing for uh next week. So uh we'll be Right back. Are you looking to add to your collection of sports memorabilia? Trying to find that grail item to show off to your friends? Do you like to win? Then head on over to the Major Sports Drops group on Facebook. From pucks to jerseys, bats to helmets, Major Sports Drops is your place for sports memorabilia items dropped daily. Signed by today's stars as well as Hall of Famers. Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, Mike Ditka, Barry Sanders, Wade Boggs, Zdeno Chara, Odell Beckham, Lamar Jackson, Frank Thomas, and many more autographs have already been pulled. You can get in on the action for as little as $5 per spot. There are multiple drops each day, with special contests also running at various times each month as well. So join the Major Sports Drops Facebook group and get in on the action today.
0: Hey, this is Andre Gower from the Monster Squad and Wolfman's Got Nards, a documentary, and you are listening to Throwdown Thursday.
2: And we are back. So I hope you enjoyed that uh, conversation that went uh, completely off the rails, not because we were doing rails, but just went off the rails. But uh, yeah, I I thought that was a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait for folks to that take a episode to was a
1: lot more fun than the movie. Yes, yes, <laughs> much more
2: entertaining than the film. Yes, uh, and I do, I do, uh, I do think I'm going to name the uh, episode what brandon kept saying over and over mm-hmm. again
1: but i mean so. here's the thing though like more it, it wasn't terrible it wasn't a terrible film but it also wasn't great no
2: it was exactly what i expected it to be like, but it
1: wasn't even like mediocre it, it was subpar
2: it was a video game adaptation film that you know was mildly entertaining for a while and oh, oh i'm yawn and just thinking about it uh it was mildly entertaining and you know 110 minutes so it wasn't quite two hours but meh whatever
1: obviously they're setting up for a sequel I'd be interested to see if that sequel actually happens see I think I've heard something about a trilogy series see I'm I'm
2: kind of irritated when movies like this come out because they're so worried about setting up a cinematic universe that they don't stop and think about making a good movie first they're like oh well if we only give them certain things then they'll have to come see the next one to know what happens but yeah you have to make people give a shit about what's going to happen in the next movie right you,
1: you still have to make that first movie good like, you have to make people want to see more of this
2: you know like the whole army of the dead thing you know which we can obviously have a discussion on in a, in a couple of weeks but uh,
1: i have i have thoughts there and opinions about that there are a lot of thoughts and
2: feelings and opinions on that and that's Specifically, because a lot of the stuff that wasn't answered, is because there's a comic and there's a prequel or a sequel or both, or I I don't
1: know. Yeah, they're already planning a sequel, and like I don't.
2: <sighs> I was talking with uh, one of our friends today, and she was like, "I really want to know more about the coyote. I want to know about her backstory. How did she learn the rules? How did right? Like there were some really stuff?
1: interesting characters that they didn't." spend an appropriate amount of time on or establishing but that's neither here nor there oh yeah but I I think that that would be a very interesting episode in a couple of weeks to talk about army of the dead um Mm. you know again I didn't hate it but I also didn't love it and that's all I'm gonna say about it right now but last week we did throw down a new battle yes we did and when we have a new battle Oh wait, no! We're not throwing down a new battle. When we have a new battle,
2: we play the battle theme, but not when we do the not results. We do now the we results. play the results theme. It was time for a battle. Everybody had a good time. Somebody oh won goodness. and somebody lost, but everybody just got trophies for participating and had a good time. The end. It always ends with a jazz hand.
1: So, last week, we threw down worst episode ever. Which series had the least satisfying ending? And you could choose from Game of Thrones, Lost, Dexter, or The Sopranos. And uh, on Twitter's the winner is Dexter. Ooh. And on Facebook, the winner is Game of Thrones.
2: I... I i voted I, game of thrones on both d-
1: well you know i i, I think so Who game of a thrones better story
2: then brand the broken i don't know fucking everyone
1: yeah, but here's the thing there were some satisfying elements to that final episode of game of thrones there was a
2: lot of fan service in the final episode of game of thrones i mean
1: there was that too but and most of I it mean, made no sense uh Sansa Stark, Queen of the North. No, no, that was great. That was so satisfying. Um, So I I had to. I'm looking at things as you know. Were there any satisfying elements to the ending at all? And I had to go with Lost.
2: Yeah, I didn't like the ending a lot.
1: All of that setup, all of that setup, and 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 here's something about Game of Thrones too. That final season was crap.
2: Final two seasons.
1: But I mean the eighth more so than the seventh. Mm-hmm. We thought that they were going to kind of address certain things in the eighth that they left hanging in the seventh, and they just uh, they, they they just steamrolled right through it. Um, but you know so so it was leading it was it was crap leading up to crap. You know, Dexter that final season wasn't great, but it was still pretty good. Yeah. Up until the final couple of episodes.
2: Yeah.
1: But the thing about Lost though is Lost was really good. Up until that final episode.
2: Up until the final season, where they totally changed everything around. And you know what di- Noah did it in, and this is the only one that has this excuse of the four that we picked. Uh, although I don't know about The Sopranos because I never watched that one.
1: And that's the thing, like the, I can't, I can't say too much about The Sopranos, but I do know that the end, it just goes black.
2: Right, you don't know what happens. It's open ended. People were. People were pissed.
1: All up in arms about that.
2: Um. The thing, and I I, I do think Sopranos might have suffered from this as well, uh, because it was out around the same time as Lost, uh, from what I recall. Uh, The writers' strike, the writers' Mm. guild strike, that fucking hurt Lost so bad, because they were in the middle of the third season, and then it just went off the goddamn rails and started dealing with time travel. So, um, time travel is difficult to do, and difficult to do well, but... Uh, maybe
1: I have to I think I might have to change my answer to Game of Thrones because Lost is a series that I haven't revisited since watching it
2: I think you had a lot more invested in Game of Thrones than you did Lost
1: I did and I had a lot more invested in Game of Thrones than I did I really enjoyed Dexter I'm looking forward to this new season I'm hoping it's going to kind of retcon a couple of things that were eh, that were done in the final season um the way that whole final episode went down, I'm I'm hoping that they do something with it, uh, so there's some hope for Dexter. But Game of Thrones, it's like, how? What are you What are you supposed to do? Like you you can't Wait do for anything. The new series to
2: come out. Uh, well, well,
1: right, like House of the Dragon. Um, and even then, I mean, the casting decisions that they've been making have. Yeah, it looks ha- it Matt looks... Smith.
2: Matt Smith was born to be a Targaryen.
1: It looks interesting, to to say the least, but um, it's not necessarily the series that I want.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair.
1: Robert's Rebellion.
2: Yeah. We were talking about that the other day, because yeah. I, I brought that up, about how Robert as a, a young man... And the whole, man, like,
1: Lyanna Stark thing.
2: Yeah, Robert as a young man with the... The...
1: First, the... The... Uh, Wielding the axe and everything, yeah. Warhammer. Warhammer.
2: He had a hammer that.
1: I'm down.
2: He wielded it with one hand, and Ned Stark could barely lift it up with two. You like,
1: know, I think that uh, oh, a well done prequel, and honestly, with these with Game of Thrones, you could have multiple prequel series because there are so many stories intertwined into this one story you know Uh, so I'm interested to see what happens moving forward but or I should say moving backward. <laughs> but anyways, with what comes next. That's a good way of putting it. So, uh, But our buddy Wolfie, the 13th Wolfman, did comment on our poll and said, I have been disappointed with a lot of finales after investing all that time into a show just to end on a lackluster episode. And, you know, I have to agree with that.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, you
1: sit there and you... Uh, invest all of this time
2: you care about the characters
1: right you know and and sometimes money you know streaming services purchasing the the seasons on blu-ray or you know physical media uh you know you go out and you buy the swag you buy the merch you you know you're heavily invested into these shows and then sometimes they just end and it's just like oh okay you know, I think the smartest thing that some shows do is end while they're on top,
2: and that's very difficult to do because they're they're still getting good ratings, which means they're getting advertisers, they're getting money, like they're selling merch.
1: End with a great episode. Uh, a couple of series comes to mind. First is Schitt's Creek. That final episode was phenomenal. Like That's how you do a final episode. I was bawling my eyes out, and I cry every time. I mean, that's a series I've watched over and over and over again. Uh, I I cry my eyes out every time. It's just, it's perfect. It's so perfectly done, and it still leads every, it ties up all of these loose ends, but it still leads everything uh, open enough. Uh, Dan Levy has said that, you know, in the future, if the time is right, If the writing is right, if the ideas come, there could be a a movie. I was going to say, do a movie. Like, that's what
2: Walking Dead is doing. Like, Walking Dead has been steadily losing viewers and viewership for the past several years, but they just keep moving on. Their biggest problem is killing off Rick Grimes or removing him from the show.
1: Well, I mean, Andrew Lincoln wanted out.
2: Yeah. But I mean, end the show there.
1: But, you know, like, another, like, Sex and the City had a really great Mm -hmm. finale episode. Well and then they had two films and then they're they're coming out with the um miniseries on HBO I think next year. Oh very it's nice. It's called And Just Like That. I'm really excited for it. Mm-hmm. Uh even though Samantha Jones is not going to be a part of it unfortunately Kim Cattrall wants nothing to do with it which you know is understandable. Um another one is a a series that is currently streaming on HBO Max The Nanny. Mm. You know they six seasons uh, really solid writing from beginning to end, and you know they also ended kind of a uh, kind of wrapping things up, but kind of also leaving things open ended. I've heard rumors that they're they might do something, but you know there's Everybody's always cashing
2: been, in on reunions, well, friends, I mean, friends is going to be. Yeah, it.
1: they're going to have. Uh, I never
2: watched it, so
1: I, I don't care. Don't think it's funny but my sister likes it so she's really excited so that's that's cool if you're excited that's cool i'm happy for you too it wasn't my Um, cup of tea but you know it's uh it it, mm, i'm trying to think of the right words to say um it's almost heartbreaking when a series ends and it ends on such a sour note Like, whether that sour note be death of a character or... But not even, like, sometimes death of a character can be kind of satisfying. Poor writing. It's sad when a series comes to an end in the final episode and it hits a sour note because of poor writing. Or, you know, the characters didn't do something that was in the nature of the character that, you know, you've seen for the past X amount of seasons. So... Um Game of Thrones is still one of my favorite shows. Oh it's yeah. Still one of my favorite series to rewatch. We're still working through. Yeah,
2: we're in the, a, re- We're coming scene. up on season on uh, the Battle of Blackwater, mm. which is one of the better ones. So, uh yeah, I mean it's you know, it's tough to end a series well. Like the best series ending I think I've ever seen is Futurama.
1: Well, because it, I lends mean, it it
2: also lends itself well to rewatching it.
1: I mean that this is true. I like the final episode.
2: Yeah, it was excellent. It's like, hey, and time
1: know, stands still, and, and they get to grow old together,
2: and then they get the opportunity to relive their like, lives. You want to go back and do it all again. over again? Yeah. yeah, and so they just keep. They're in this endless cycle, but it ends in a good way.
1: Yeah, they always end up together. I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. That's really nice.
2: No matter how many times I mean, they go through it, they. But always this is end up after
1: together. Futurama was canceled. How many times? Twice. Two
2: or three. Like they had to do movies, which they then split up into four episodes per per film. They did four movies, um, and then they came back for the final couple of seasons. So they did ten seasons if you count the movies, uh, as I think seasons five and six. Um it's it's really done it's done really really well and like there's you know it might be a perfect series because of all the like foreshadowing and everything that they did like stuff pays off at the end um, I mean that's, that's an example of doing it right and you know there's another series that I love you know more than pretty much any other TV show I've ever seen and it's The Simpsons and I think that should have ended several years ago but I mean, I like the fact that they keep putting out new stuff, but it's not nearly get as strong to, anymore. Well,
1: not only that, when you get to the point where your series has been running for so long, in order to attempt to stay relevant, you retcon a bunch of stuff.
2: Yeah, like, you know, Homer Simpson was a toddler at Woodstock, but he's a 90s kid.
1: You know, like, the, no, Bart Simpson was a 90s kid.
2: No, Bart's, Bart was born in the 2000s. Homer was a late 80s, early 90s now.
1: Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, though, is, it, it, you know, f- from from our perspective, it doesn't make sense.
2: Bart was born in 1981.
1: Bart Simpson is a 90s no, kid. No, he
2: was born in 1981.
1: Right, but, like, when you think, uh, I think of Simpsons throughout the 90s. Right,
2: well, it started in 89, and Bart was 10 at that point.
1: Right, but he was still a kid in the 90s.
2: Right, but he should have been. But what I'm saying is, like, Homer was born in... Uh, 1965 or 1968 he just turned 63 this year on on may 12th i believe it was like but they changed it so now he grew up in the 90s like so all those all those decades of episodes where he's talking about listening to jefferson starship and then which gave way to... Uh, no, was it Jefferson well, I mean, Airplane a gave way to Jefferson thing, Starship. Though,
1: because his mom was a hippie.
2: Right, his mom was a hippie, and that's why she had to go on the run, because she uh, screwed up Mr. Burns' germ warf- warfare laboratory. Like, Principal Skinner was in the Vietnam War. He's the same age as, as Homer, give or take, but now Homer was born in the 90s, and he was still born in the 50s? Like, what the fuck? Like... I hate that, I hate that so much um it it's just it doesn't make any sense.
1: me fail English that's impossible like,
2: I get that you have you know you you're keeping these characters the same age over and over and over again um that's why they don't do birthday episodes very much, like very rarely will you see a birthday episode uh on any show mm-hmm. Uh, I think Bob Bur- Bob's Burgers did what two maybe three of them.
1: Eat Pray Linda's the best one.
2: Yeah, I think. Well, I think each one of them has had a birthday episode, like the the five main characters. Yes, but that's over eleven seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, South Park has kept their kids the same age. I think at one point they went from third grade to fourth, and that was it. And that was in two thousand. That was twenty one years ago. They graduated to fourth grade. But that's where they've been because it works. The formula works. What they had. I mean, that show has changed drastically as well. But, but we're getting uh, way ahead of ourselves. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, next week, we're going to be discussing uh, an upcoming villain who I don't understand why she would get her own film.
1: Oh, I get it.
2: I mean, I absolutely get it. I, d- I mean, I get with Maleficent. They tried to like paint her in a different light. Like, oh no, she's so misunderstood. Look at, oh she just, oh true love's kiss. Oh, you know, she's just, oh she was so wronged. It's like,
1: yeah, but see, I hated that.
2: Right, I thought it was terrible I hated too. It. But like, with Disney, you're supposed to be rooting for this protagonist. So like, and you're gonna be rooting for someone who's like, yes, skinning puppies alive. That's a good deal. And it's like, you know what? That's our hero. She wants to steal,
1: but and I don't think she's, yeah, but uh, this is her, it,
2: but that she did that. She did that. It doesn't matter how she got there, doesn't matter what she was, yeah, like but she as a looked kid. good. That's fine, but she's the bad guy, she's right. the villain,
1: right? But, but I mean, similar to like, um you know I, I i don't want to compare it to this but it's similar to this like the joker you know yeah, but we like you know knew. that cruella de vil is a, yeah so we're talking about cruella de yes. uh which i'm really excited for because i am a disney enthusiast and i love the villains i've always rooted for the villain always uh they're more fabulous and fashionable and way more entertaining going i
2: have the photoshop you want to cruella de please
1: do Um, I
2: learned Photoshop. For those of you who don't know, like I've posted stuff in the the Throwdown group. Uh, I've done my first two Photoshops and one of them is Ashes on the Iron Throne.
1: As it should have ended. Yeah,
2: I call that one How Game of Thrones Should Have Ended.
1: Uh, but I think this is going to be a very interesting character to to cover. There is we already have um, some
2: pushback, you know. The, oh yeah, oh
1: yeah. It'll be uh, it'll forth. be a very interesting conversation. But You know, we'll be the, so. talking about obviously the uh, character from the animated film, uh, the Glenn Close, uh, her portrayal. The book by um, Dodie Smith. Yeah, and uh, who knows if we have time to watch the new one? Maybe we'll throw that in there too.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. It's entirely possible.
1: But it'll be a really good episode, so definitely stick around and tune in next week. Uh, A huge thank you to our guests for joining us today. Powerful Brandon. You can find him on the Facebook group Powers Combined, and you can find him on the Dorkening Network. Every
2: Wednesday. On the uh, the Dork Show, I lo- like he's dork such Man a show. perfect
1: fit for that. Mm-hmm. I, I love the fact that he's a part of this now. and our really good friend James Lamont, or as Patsy calls him, Jimmy Lambs, uh, from It Came from the 508 Productions and Culture Shock, uh, definitely go to It Came from the 508 See everything that he's done. By, it's, her, by their movies, uh, he's a really talented filmmaker, and I love. Everything that he touches, and Culture Shock is a really good show. Mm-hmm. A little bit of horror, a little bit of pop culture, I've kind of all mixed together. Times. Yeah, you've been on a couple of times. We've both been on a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's a really good show. Uh, so definitely check that out as well. And if you are interested, all of this stuff is going to be in the show notes. All the show notes. Yep. So you don't have to remember what we're saying. You can read about it, yeah. look it up.
2: And uh, I think with that being said, we will
1: <gasps> see, see you, you next, next Thursday. Thursday.
3: And that movie is Saturday Night Fever. Nope. nope <laughs> that's... Yes, it's a movie with that song, but it's not hey, that movie with the song. Here. I want to dance. Fatality, you know. Are you kidding? Yeah, go get a rubber, maybe. Go get a rubber.
0: I, I just pictured Welcome Back, hey, Connor, God, Aaron Chubot, uh, playing hey. like Johnny Cage.
1: <laughs> shadow kick, shadow kick,
3: shadow kick, Sandy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, my face. <laughs> hey, give me back my spine. Oh man, it's off. Oh no, my face is off. Oh, I want to get it back on. Yeah. No,
0: that's fantastic.
3: That's oh, fantastic. toasty. <laughs> <laughs> Up your nose with a rubber hose. Oh,
2: fatality! <laughs> All right, uh, we'll give it like five seconds, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll get we'll come back.